In this week's episode, we're literally heading to a galaxy far, far away, as Black Spire Outpost has opened for business. Diggs and I have traveled to Batu and lived to tell the tale. It's everything you wanted to know about Galaxy's Edge, but were afraid to ask. We managed to avoid the First Order long enough to make lightsabers, fly the Millennium Falcon, and hang out with Chewbacca. Just don't tell Maz Kanata. Also, Jungle Cruise wraps, Pizza Planet finally gets a sign, Anthony rants endlessly, and more on this galactic episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh-oh! The Apprentice What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Hardy Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> Made you look. Yeah, nothing but Star Wars except for me. Oh, sorry, Anthony. But yes, it, uh, Galaxy's Edge is now open. These guys have gone. We're gonna have nothing but the biggest Mousepire Galaxy's Edge coverage, at least obviously so far. And uh, you guys will learn all about the Galaxy's Edge. There, uh, I haven't been there, but I have plenty to rant about. <laughs> vicariously through us, vicariously through the whole entire freaking internet, I have lived uh, for Galaxy's Edge because I cannot go. Uh, but uh, I have learned enough to know that there's already things to rant about, uh, and uh, two or three major things. But uh, we will get to that. After some non-Star Wars Galaxy's Edge things, uh, if it's even possible for that to be a thing. But it is. All right. So uh, speaking of ranting, I have a little rant right Whoa. now. And um, on Sunday, Disneyland closed at 6 p.m. Um, this was not like major news because it was on the app saying, hey, our hours are 8 to 6. So I was being really, you know, being courteous and, hey, reminding people that Disneyland is going to close at 6 o'clock. And their very first question is, why? Oh, my gosh, exactly. Why? And I'm just like, well, do you really need to know why? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter why they're closing early. All you need to know is, hey, if you're going to go to Disneyland, they're closing at 6. Now, I have questions real fast. Do we know anybody at all that had reservations for the second? And were there not reservations allowed for that time period when Disneyland ended up being closed? And 
or were they were there and then did people end up getting bumped to another day? No, the last reservation for that day was two to six. Okay, so they didn't wasn't one of those things that they already knew ahead of time when they did reservations. Right. So it probably should have been a hint, and probably we probably should have known all the way back when reservations started that Disneyland was going to close at six because if we would have known people who had that day, they would, we would have known the last time was at six. So, so, it's, so yeah. it's not really that big of a surprise. Isn't, yeah, and like I said, I mean, if you see, hey, Disneyland's closing at six, and I'm giving you guys a heads up why am i getting all these questions why why are they closing why 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 well you don't really need to know why and if you do really need to know then go do your research go find out for yourself well a lot of people were doing their research by asking other people in different groups why it <laughs> well, was you're right you're right six. you're right and i it wasn't it because of chick-fil-a or something tim no <laughs> somebody asked in my group in mouse lovers 1313 why it was closing at six and i as the very first comment i said it's a corporate buyout event for a travel company. Who would help? I mean, at that point, you have all the information. I mean, do you need to know which travel company? Are you going to try to join? Um, <laughs> like, do you need to know, like, how many employees are going to be there? I mean, all that information came to light anyway, but after I gave the... Which, is per- at, which I might point out is a surprise, because usually we never know who's the buyout. Now, the reason that I know is because we ran into a, a cast member the other night, um, and uh, uh, I was actually... I ran into her first, but then as I was talking to her, Jeff 366 showed up and we were all talking and whatnot. Now, and you're really not that special, though, because I did see that information all over the Internet about who the buyout was Prior for. to the day? Oh, yeah, like the day before or maybe the day of. Okay, well, this was Saturday, and Jeff asked her, hey, by the way, since you're so cool, like, you know, because she, she was being really cool, can you tell us who the buyout is and what's so special about the event? And she said, oh, well, they have all these characters, and it's the such-and-such travel company. Uh, some initials, IPW yeah. or some shit, IPV or... IPW is International Powwow. That's what it stands for. Oh, so it was IPW. Yeah. And it was IPW. Okay, so and, I, guess, I was guessing. And uh, it was basically the convention at the Anaheim Convention Center. And if you went to the website, uh, on the IPW website, it actually said, Sunday, Disneyland, 7.30 to 10.30. So it was there. So do your research and you can find out. The only thing that really pissed me off is why, 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 why? The point is is that all of you stupid people have made us spend way too much on this buyout than what we should have had to spend on it already. Right. I, I feel like we're talking about some of going off on a tangent like some of Tim's things. Yeah, so... Like we really had no time reason to spend this much time on this. <laughs> you're but right. thanks to you people asking so many stupid questions when you just say, okay, it's closed at 6. Because, number one, it didn't affect anything. I could see if it had been when... The Galaxy's Edge was open for everybody. People would have had a rightful complaint to be there that day and have that much less time to go to Galaxy's Edge. But literally, uh, the reservations already took care of all the period that was open, so it's not like anybody was really losing out on anything. So, anyways, get over it. We're done talking about it. That's all there is because, yeah, we've, that's already too much time on something that uh, literally nobody got, that, uh, nobody got to go if you know somebody, we'll have them tell a story and email us, mousepire at gmail.com. So uh, we talked about it last week. Uh, how Subject the, line, we don't care. We talked about last week how the pizza, Alien Pizza Planet was, you know, still didn't have a sign, but it was on the app. Well, hey, they have their sign now. And it says, hey, did you get a picture of that sign? Yes, I did. Cause Finally, I, right? I did ask someone to get a picture because it, it, it was, was there. Me. Yeah, me. and they failed. Failed. Uh, I failed because I was in Galaxy's Edge and I did not walk back to that side of the park. And I had like 
crap to carry. All I got to say is when Anthony goes to the park and I see something, hey, Anthony, can you go over here to this area and give me a picture? And Anthony does. So anyway, uh, Alien Pizza Planet has a nice new sign. It's pretty cool. And you guys um, should have seen that because I did post that up. And um, then we also talked about the new digital board billboard over there that's next to plaza in we had a little conversation about that and uh you know we talked about how uh you know you can go get the right times and all that kind of stuff over there well now they moved the guest relations over to that area right on on the opposite side of the sign which i think is stupid and (laughs) and i'll tell you why um so if you guys are looking if you guys are over there by um jolly holiday and looking for the guest relations well, just go over to Plaza, and you will see them over there. And, yeah, Tim was saying I think it's really stupid for well, them to be over there. It makes sense that they would have them in separate locations because people don't need guest relations to ask now that it's digital to ask what time a ride or how long the wait is or what restaurant is open, right? So to have it in a completely separate area where people can just walk up, check it out, walk away, and it's not a big thing is great. But now the the people that need DOS return times and have questions about whatever, they're all going to be mixed in with people that are just trying to get a look at this sign. It's and, uh, too much in one location. That area is not that big for and all the people. And it's way smaller than the area on the other side. The area by uh, Jolly Holiday is what, three or four times the size of the very small area where Guest Relations now is. Yeah, That's why it's dumb. But, uh, yeah, if you guys need to go get your right times, uh, just head over there. And then I had one of our um, followers said that um, the one that that was in Fastlane is now over by Dumbo now, closer to Dumbo, there uh, wherever it was before. There was one in Fantasyland. Oh, guest yeah. relations. Yeah, uh, I think you're talking about a sign. I'm like, oh, what? Well, oh they've no. moved it from one side of Dumbo to the other side of yeah. Dumbo. Yeah, I haven't noticed that. So the, our follower told us that today. Hey, so that means they're not still there. No, they've moved. <laughs> Hey, so we've been telling you a lot of time about the uh, Jungle Cruise movie starring Emily Blunt and The Rock. Rock it up. That, uh, you know, that movie that's not coming out for uh, quite a long while. And, uh, we've like way longer kinds. than you'd imagine. Yeah, way longer than you'd imagine to be hearing about it. But I guess it's because The Rock's been doing updates, whereas you don't really have that kind of thing usually with movies, that the stars usually don't have that kind of, uh, you know, sense to give updates or have little videos and stuff. But uh, it has been nice that they've been doing that. Well, Rock uh, tweeted out or Instagrammed out the other day that uh, they have wrapped production for Disney's Jungle Cruise uh, as far as shooting and everything. So that means they'll be moving into the post-production phase now. And, uh, yeah, that was it. And uh, Rock posted a really cool picture of him and Emily Blunt, and I will be putting that on the episode photo. Cool. All right, well. That's it for the uh, extraneous uh, discussion. Now it pretty much is Star Wars. Nothing but Galaxy's Edge. Well. Take it away, gentlemen. You guys have been there. What the hell's going on? We know it was closed. We went. It was like a lot of line standing, and then we just, they were like, no moths for you, gentlemen. Well, that's the All right, well, that does it for us. <laughs> Bye. All right, let's start at the beginning where... Um, Okay, so we got our wristbands, went to launch. So there was dinosaurs and stuff. There's some dinosaurs. Uh, some, uh, the fish came out of the sea um, and Big Bang Theory. Right. Something and, like that. Uh, Sheldon <laughs> one uh, thing. Oh, yeah, that was two weeks that, ago. That's too far back. Okay. So uh, if you guys uh, haven't don't know yet, you need to go to Launch, launch Bay. Bay 
and uh, check in there. They give you your wristbands, and they tell you where you're going to go to uh, enter uh, Galaxy's Edge, and they told us to go to uh, Critter Country. When we left uh, Galaxy's Edge, they were telling people that today everyone was going to Critter Country. So that was the entrance for today. I think that's going to be the entrance for uh, all the reservations now. I think they were originally planning on it being the middle entrance because that would have the longest area to like line people up down the path. But then they realized that they can bring you, without Rise of Resistance being open, they can actually bring the crowd parts of the way into Galaxy's Edge and let them line up, and then it's actually a longer area than the other. So we get over there. And they're telling us we couldn't line up, that we had to come back at 2 o'clock. And I was like, okay, so... Before you go on, and I know this is probably going to be the same thing, I have seen pictures of uh, people uh, waiting to get in Galaxy's Edge with the non-official line, and it's just a bunch, a shitload of people just standing in front of Hungry Bear, basically. Right, that's what it was. It was, <laughs> it was people over there by... Um, it was like they were waiting for the fireworks. It was yeah. like that many people just standing around, just That's about. because they weren't letting you... They had no reason to not let people line up as soon as possible. None. They had They had all these all these people were basically over there by the Briar Patch, uh, just that store, the just, store, just sitting there. And then... I was but that's like, because they weren't letting you line up. It yeah. didn't make sense. And then there's everybody by the bathrooms. Which is where we were. Sitting down over there waiting and just like. Now the guy comes down. Diggs went to get his mobile order and the guy came down. At, exactly. I looked at my watch. It was one fifteen, And uh, excuse me, phone. I don't have an actual And what watch. time were you guys supposed to be going in? Two. Okay. And he had told us when I asked him, we want to be some of the first people in. How do we do that? Where do we go? He just kept saying, come back at two. I asked him the same question six different ways. And his answer every time was come back at two. So I said, okay, you know, I'm going to go ask somebody else because you're being a little bit obtuse. So I we go sit down down by the bathrooms. Diggs goes to pick up his mobile order, and at 1.15, the guy comes down and says, closer to 2 o'clock, he was very specific, you're going to want to go up the ramp because the people that are up there are the ones that are going to be let down first. If you see them walking down, then you're going to have to walk all the way up the ramp and follow the group in. What ramp? Um the entrance at the entrance of to go down the bathroom the there's like a sort of angled ramp oh that ramp yeah i didn't really think of it being a ramp so i I was like oh well, we have plenty of time i'm just gonna wait for Diggs to come back and then all of a sudden seven minutes later i looked at my clock i was like did i zone out or something it said 22 minutes after one o'clock all of a sudden the, the crowd is like going so i just i had my bag on and i just went and i left to jump in the line and I left Diggs's bag on the table <laughs> with my seven hundred dollar camera inside. So yeah. everything worked out. He got his he got his bag, but and my four hundred dollar insulin. Yeah, <laughs> Diggs I, got his bag, and I. I think it's safe to say that if he, he had not gotten it back, you wouldn't be here, or he wouldn't be here. <laughs> you both wouldn't be here. He would have been pissed. Uh, nonetheless, I apologize profusely, and everything worked out. Suffice it to say, though, because of that, we were heavily separated. Did you separated. buy him a corn dog? Uh, no. Would you at least give him $3? Yes. <laughs> he got his $3 uh, in his special deal. I did? Whoa. Um, well, I, don't <laughs> want, I don't want to know what your special deal was. I do. <laughs> what, was your, what was your special deal with Michael's corn dog? 
What do you mean? Or are you supposed to get this corn dog from Michael? Yeah, I was supposed to go get a corn dog from Michael just for going on uh, Buzz Lightyear. And then, was, the, then the special deal was what? That you only got three bucks? No, that he said, here's the money for the corn dog, and then walked away. He gave me a wad of money. You know how people that don't know how to use wallets yeah. wad up their money and put their money in their pocket? Right. He gave me a bunch of wadded up money and said, that here's he, the... Do you think he thought that it was... I Enough, don't, or I do don't you just know. think he didn't care? Because then or was I opened, he trying to trick you. Because then I opened it up and it was just three dollars, and I and I was like, "This is insane enough." So yeah, None, nonetheless, uh, I would have bought him half of a three dollar corn dog, and <laughs> well, um, he didn't even offer. <laughs> well, we weren't even out there. Wait, half of a three dollar corn dog is only a dollar fifty. Exactly. Okay, let's get back on. So I was in kind of the front of the line. Uh, he was a little farther back after you had. I your... was at the very first trash can eating my onion rings. There you were, and Ooh, I was like, rings. I was probably like six people, like in depth from the front. But then once the line started moving, I was able to kind of maneuver more closer, a little closer than that. So I was in a good spot, and then we went. I went to where the Savi's workshop was to register for the build your own lightsaber, and then once I'd secured my place in line and made a friend. <laughs> I made some friends that were there who hopefully are listening to the podcast right now. Hey, guys. Hi, friends. Uh, anyway. I they, don't know um, you. <laughs> Anthony doesn't know you. Uh, anyway, I, I went back out to, like, find digs. So um, we waited in line there, like, five minutes. We paid for the lightsabers. And then they said, okay, come back, like, in 45 minutes, basically, right? About 35 minutes. Yeah, something like that. What do we do after that? We went to, we, we just started walking around and checking stuff out. We went to one of the stores where they have like other lightsabers and some other stuff, the holocrons and the kyber crystals. Doc Ondar. That's right. So we went in there. I got a couple things and then we, uh, we, I got a, you had eaten your onion ring, so you didn't yes. need to eat, but I, I was starving. I hadn't eaten all day and I got one of the, uh, Ronto roaster wraps. Ronto's roasters Ronto wrap. Uh, another one. Um, I did. It was so good. The you know the one I had first was a little better. Can I just say about that that I had no idea how big they were until I actually saw one. No, it's a good like size. With, oh, it's a big size. Yeah. It's like very, very, very like. Uh, uh, I just I was thinking about uh, Blazing Saddles that scene when she's feeding him the big sausages. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think about because they're <laughs> like they're like huge. They don't. The first pictures that they put out, there was no scale to them, and they just looked like they were hot dog size. These are not hot dog size. These are like kielbasa. Yes. Well, the 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 sausage itself, I don't know if that's what makes the thing good or not, but it's it goes over the edges, but Thank it you. also has like some pork, like carne, uh, like carnitas style pork inside, and then there's um, slaw, and then this peppercorn sauce. And that's what it exists of. Uh, On another, on previously on Saturday, I got to try the breakfast version. The breakfast version has the sausage. It has eggs. It has cheese and it has the peppercorn sauce. Uh, That was very good also, but I think I prefer the lunch one, which is good because the breakfast one's only available for two hours a day. Mm. All right. So yeah, uh, Tim had a big fat time going on over there. And um, but we had to go get in line or to wait for our lightsaber build. Yeah. So we, I basically spent like five minutes waiting for them to find a box. So they told me they had one to begin with, but they when when it came down to it, they couldn't find it. Uh, nonetheless, they finally found the box, and we walked over so I could sit and eat while we waited over there. 
So hey, let's uh, let's talk about building the, building this lightsaber. So uh, this lightsaber is two hundred dollars. Yeah. And like Tim said, you have to go over there and basically get your spot, and um, they go pretty quickly. Yeah, the and, spots go super quick because they can only do this like cave location that they build them in. It's not the Cave of Wonders, though. No, no, different cave. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the cave location that they build them. The Savi's workshop is um, really well done, but it only fits 14. There's only 14 build stations, and really there's only room for 28 people. You basically room for each person to have one more. Right. You know, maybe a small child or something also, but then there's only three cast people in there. There's only three Batuans mm-hmm. assisting you uh, with the help of, you know, with the, the guidance of Savi or something like that. Now, I don't know what you thought, but I thought that the presentation was absolutely wicked. I thought they did such a good job. You know, they're they're essentially the experience of it's not building that's the experience. They make you feel like you're special. Have yeah. you done the wand thing at Harry Potter? Um I got a wand at Harry Potter and no, I had the guy choose the... a wand for me. Okay, so you did but the whole thing where the things all light up and Oh, I don't maybe I didn't. Oh, okay. You have, you, to have pay to wait, ahead of time? you have to wait in line. Yep. No, you don't pay it ahead of time. It's like what I was telling you last week. You pay it, you go, you wait in a line, then you go in, you wait in a room, and then you go into another room, and there the the the, uh, the wand guy uh, does a whole, he picks a couple children, and they come over, and then they do a whole presentation, and then they basically, at that point, shame the parents into buying the wands <laughs> that the kids have already picked out through right. their whole elaborate... A uh, little uh, thing show. that show that they did. And then they shamed the parents that were of the children that were picked into buying the the ones that were picked for them. What if the parents at the very end of it were like, "I'm not doing that." Well, then you just kind of like leave, uh, then you, like in then, shame. Yeah, you leave in shame, basically. Okay. Uh, but you, but if I didn't have a child, I could still go in and experience. Oh no, yeah, the yeah. Show. Anybody can wait as long as you just have to wait in line. But anybody can go in there and watch it. Just a little show. I don't but, believe that you, we went into the second room when we were in Harry Potter. This was in Florida. I haven't been to the one here. But. Oh, okay. My, it's probably set up differently it's, then. No, I think it's probably the same. <clears throat> I know people were in line, but I thought, like, a guy just picked my saber for or my, my, my wand for me. It wasn't a show. But now that you made me feel like I want to do that. Um, this was 20 minutes, yeah. probably maybe 18 when you count the going in, going out. And... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, you can only fit a small group, so the spots go super quick. Basically, 42 people an hour. That's all they can fit. Okay. Uh, but the little... The, well, the, considering the, how much it costs, I don't see how... It, I mean, that shouldn't really be that big of a problem. I mean, later, maybe, but right now, they, they booked... When I went on Saturday morning, the whole um, three hours, because that's all they book up at a time, they book up the first three hours, uh, those go... What is that? Forty-two times three is one hundred thirty-something people. They a booked lot that of up people in, with money. That's all I know. It's, they booked it up in ten minutes. It's really like it's really crazy to think about that. It's like that that I didn't expect that to be that popular because of the fact that it costs so much. Well, if you think and about I just it, thought, the value I'm like, is the value. I mean, the other lightsabers that they sell, the value is. The value better. is still questionable. The value seems a little bit better once we break it down, and we'll break it down a little bit. When we talk about the sabers, unless you want to talk about that right now, I don't know if you had a 
Uh, well, I got another lightsaber. You guys are going to talk about the whole building experience right now, right? Okay, well, you guys do that, and then we'll, we'll talk. Do that we'll first, break down yeah. the price and what all you get with the yeah. experience. So the first thing they do is they, uh, well, the first thing you do when you pay is you choose one of the four styles. The I only know the name of the two that we got, which are um, Elemental Nature and Power and Control, and those um, they give you like a pin. And the pin, rep- you're supposed to wear it, and it represents like when you go inside which tray they're going to present you with right. for your optional parts. And then they present you, I don't know, Then par- as part of the show, we had like a little kind of almost old lady. She was probably like 65 or 70, and she was just the coolest storyteller. She only fumbled her words like maybe once or twice the whole time. Was her name Jocasta New? No, I okay. forget her name, but she was so good. She really was. Some of the other people that had the same cast part uh, were younger and didn't seem like they would be as good at telling the story. And they do rotate just like every other attraction. So we got lucky, as far as I'm concerned, with who we got, who was assigned to us. So then they have you pick out a kyber crystal and they explain about the crystals and they explain what would, what they would do if the First Order were to find the workshop. The brightest stars have carts of kyber. Um. You know, they if the they would hope that the first order wouldn't notice that the that the parts of pieces of junk that they have set up there are actually pieces of sabers, you know that kind of thing. Um, the first order is dumb. Well, of course they are. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they can't can't uh, shoot right because evil is dumb. So then they yeah they present the kyber crystals to you and they're like in this large cylinder. It kind of looks like the the packaging of this, kind of. Uh, yeah, it's like a large it's like a large cylinder, and as they rotate the cylinder, the the crystals are like lined up, so you can see probably ten or ten or probably ten of them, and then when they turn it again, you can see like ten more, and then one more time, ten more. So there's enough for everybody to choose from. The kyber crystals. The kyber crystals. So they are out, or are they like in this packaging? No, no they're, they're like they're, like, they're in, presented in a, in a case. Oh, okay, they're, they're in a big like, case. They're like in this cylinder, and they're like this, and you can see two of each. Oh, okay, and then they turn it again, and there's two of each, and then turn it a third time, two of each. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, I was concerned for a second that that like the one that I wanted, everybody would pick it already, but at the end, there was still one left. Uh, and I'm sure they have that figured out where if everybody were to choose, choose uh, there's only four colors. That was me on the playground. There's only four colors, right? What were the four in there? They didn't have white or yellow. So there no. was red, 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 blue, green, and purple or yeah. violet as they call violet. it. Uh, the, yeah, that's the basics. So real quick, let's, let me talk about the cool parts because you were saying about Harry Potter with the lights and stuff like that. Uh, oh, yeah. They did the same thing. They were talking about the different crystals and what, what they, they represent and then on the ceiling the, the the lights turn the color of the crystal they're talking about you can post some of these videos on the the, um, the whole video of us building it while well, me building it will be yeah. on on youtube soon but um yeah it was pretty cool the we'll light. put it on the mouse pyre page as well probably uh no i'll put it on youtube mm-hmm. and um the uh yeah the whole presentation of explaining what the crystals do and then uh the colors of the lights uh up above us was really really cool and the storytelling was awesome. 
um, they did a really good job helping me build my lightsaber because I was having some problems yeah, and issues. <laughs> and uh, they're really good about it. You know, hey, you know, oh no, 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 do it this way, and and oh no, no, put this side up, and this goes here, and and um, it was really fun. I had a lot of uh, fun doing it. It was just crazy. It's you know? definitely a very unique uh, experience. And I think part of what you're, you know, like you were saying earlier, Anthony, part of what you're paying for is the experience, but that's how they're getting, you know, not, they're going to get return customers. You know, people are going to go back and they're going to want to build all four types because the experience is so cool. Cause I know, um, Tim wants to go build some more. I just want to have the, I want to have all four of the pins to be honest is my kind of main thing, but either way. Eventually, eventually, maybe by uh, the next year or something, I'll uh, I'll hopefully have done all four. It's kryptonite. It looks like kryptonite. Yeah, the green one does. Uh, what's weird is that there's different shapes of each crystal. So that's like the weird oblong looking one or the fatter kind of one. The one that I got for the purple was kind of pointier. What was your yours is a little pointier yeah. too, right? But then there's like an oblong one. There's a fat one, and yeah, I don't. There might be three or four different shapes for each crystal. And apparently each of those do different things in the holocrons as well. Yeah. Each shape does a different thing. Yeah. So far we've found that the different shapes for sure have a different on the, uh, at least the red crystals in the Sith holocron. One has Dooku. Uh, one has uh, Sidious. Uh, there's a, the, uh, we'll talk about it, but the real fast, the, there is a one in whatever chance in when you get a Sith when you get the red, when you buy a red uh, um, kyber, crystal. kyber crystal, you have a chance to get a black kyber crystal, which includes a Snoke uh, uh, quotes if you put it in the uh, Sith holocron, and I think it has an extra sound or something. Now, in the build, she told us that she had not seen it, but as far as she was concerned, it should turn the blade black. A, but it a does glowing not. Black. I have seen many people on... Uh, on uh, Twitter that have talked about it and they verify that it does not turn it black and that there's something about the electronics that prohibits it from turning black. Uh, you would probably have to have like a... Uh, like whatever the mechanism, the light is in the blade uh, it doesn't turn black. It would have to be probably be like a black light or something. Oh, you mean like a black light color. Right. Oh, no, I was thinking like just dark. You know, without a without a hint, without a hue of a red hue to it, that's what I was thinking. Black would well, look like black would be black, black would look black with a little bit of white outline or black like that's yeah. What that's I would how think. the dark saber looks. Yeah. Nonetheless, moving along, we get to choose our parts pretty much, right? We yep. uh, uh, you get to choose from one of two center pieces that cover the crystal. Then you get to choose one of two like butt ends. Mine is a rancor tooth on my elemental nature. The Then you get to choose. There's two like main, they're bigger pieces. You get to choose two of the four that, that are there. One goes on the bottom, one goes on the top. And then there's a, I don't know what you would call the top piece. I would call it the top piece. The top piece, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, uh, I don't know, when you put them all together, they're super cool. If you guys have put together the old the old school plastic uh, build of sabers over there at uh, at Star Trader, it's it's the concept is basically the same. Uh, it's just uh, instead of plastic pieces, you're dealing with actual metal pieces, mm. and that they actually fit together uh, pretty good uh, for the for the mix and match. Seems uh, 
you know, not too bad. I mean, other than the fact that the saber ends up being extremely oversized, uh, which it was the same, which was the same situation with the plastic ones. So, I mean, it's pretty much, it's just a really, really upgraded, like a super leap upgrade from the plastic, uh, build a saber. Yeah. Big yeah, time. It's a huge, how leap. much were those? Uh, 30, I believe, yeah. uh, or 40 or something, 45. If you wanted the double blade, they have them now, right? No, or no, do they I, not have them anymore they, at all? Oh, do they still have them? Yeah, in the yeah. Star okay, Trader. Okay, so they still have them for now. They had went away for a while. Remember, before when I still had my pass, I remember they, had, they were they were empty. No. The whole thing was empty, and they had other things in there. But then they all of a sudden, all of a sudden came back. Huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I basically we the it same going, thing. We thought it was going away for a minute. Yeah, I thought it was going to go away because you know because they were going to do the build a saber at uh, Galaxy's Edge. I thought that they would make it go away, but it's good that they still have it because they still have that for you know for Little parents kids. That, for parents that can't afford to drop four hundred dollars for two kids to have lightsabers. This way, they can go in there and just drop uh, sixty dollars or whatever or is, whatever yeah. for them to have those, and they won't feel as left out. So at least they still have the affordable option because uh, you know two hundred dollars is a lot to shell out for one kid, much less have to shell out for multiple kids. Right. So then once you've completed the build pretty much and everything's tightened and lined up the way you want it to and whatnot. Uh, uh, actually, they did replace one piece on mine because it like the design of it didn't line up the way that it should. Uh, they replaced that piece, which was cool. Uh, she even said, well, we don't usually do that. Yeah, they're probably doing is, some, you know, uh, you have to do some like on the spot, like quality control. Sometimes if like something doesn't screw together correctly. Right. It's a lot easier when you have plastic because plastic, you could have the threads be a lot further apart and will allow it to screw together better. But when you got metal, you almost have to have it exact. And if there's one little flaw in the, in the threading, it won't go together right or something, you know. And then think about that. It's just the way, way you have to deal with, with metal. As opposed to plastic. So tell me if I'm forgetting anything, Diggs, but basically they come around, they take your saber from you, and there's a special way that they... Well, no, when you're done um, when you're done with the saber and you're satisfied with the build, they ask you, are you satisfied? You say yes, and then they tell you to put it down right in front of you. They have a little... Like a little carrying thing. Whoa. Oh, no, it's like, like a display, like a display holder, yeah. yeah. So you put it down there, so you're done. And then go around the whole table, you know, doing the same thing to everyone. Then they tell you to stand back. So you go all the way back back to the wall, and then all the assistants come back. That's right, the stand back, yeah. They grab the saber, and they put it in this little slot to basically put the blade in, you know. Well, that's well, that's well. You don't realize what's happening quite. Oh, yet, I already right? knew what was happening. Oh, when they, I, they did no, that. Okay, so I was so enamored with the situation that I didn't realize that it had anything to do with the blade, and I thought this was like their way of activating it. It is. Um, it, so it, they. It is. So they. I thought it had to do something with like some special, like spiritual activation process, and they stick it in. You know, the table curves around, so each station has a, a little thing next to it, and it goes in, and they they turn it so it like locks, and they they were having trouble with one. I think the guy next to me, they were having a little trouble with his. So it seemed like something that you've got to learn how to do, or there's a little finesse to it, and then. I don't remember the the exactly what was said, but it's yeah. kind of like, you know, the grand Pumba, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden the music comes up and the lights start to rise and these, the, the table basically opens like uh, there's a, 
it's like a half circle in between each station. And I, I even thought like at 1.0, Diggs, just put your camera right on the half circle, like on the end, right? I thought that'd be a good spot. Maybe we could film both of us. It's a good thing he didn't because <laughs> the thing goes and opens up. How's it go? Okay. <laughs> That's how the pod bay door sound. The door, the pod yes. bay door sound. Yeah. Anyway, and then once it opens up, the lightsaber is lit up in the color that you've Whoa. chosen. Whoa! It's a pretty powerful moment, wouldn't you say? Like it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And then you, and then they say, pick up your lightsaber and raise it to the to the moons or to the. They say moons or the suns, uh, something like that. I forgot. They say you know raise it to the moons and like you're everybody's holding them up and it's all the colors in the room. It was pretty cool. That was really cool. Cool. So I got a purple elemental lightsaber. I built it with Chewie in mind. I thought if Chewie was to have a saber, this is what his would look like. That was my my instinct. And Diggs, you have a... Uh, uh, ele- no, you had the power and control, yeah. which is like a almost Vader-esque, you know, classic Sith sort of look with a... What color blade? Red. Red blade. Yeah. Uh, so his is like black and silver with a couple red pieces yeah, and red stuff. Pieces yeah, red pieces on the... Yeah. Accents, red accents, yeah. right? Yeah, kind of Vader-ish. Vader-ish. What do you think of the the one I built? I asked him. He said he liked it. He said you did a good I job. I mean, the design itself is really, really nice. I just wish it was a little, a little smaller scaled. Uh, he thinks they're too big. Yeah, they are really oversized uh, as far as the size goes. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the design of them are really, really nice. Uh, yeah, I just if, the, you, if, the parts you if they were, were the scaled right down ones, about yeah. an, uh, about a quarter, if they could scale them down about a quarter, they would look perfect. Because some of the, the like the other the options that I didn't pick didn't have any red on it, but I wanted all the red. That's what I was going for. Ah, yeah, you did good. Yeah, they yeah. have some really nice. Obviously, some the really the the uh, the pieces to use are really really nice, and uh, the designs are cool. Again, I thought before when I when I pulled out the example drawer my first visit and touched the pieces. They legit felt plastic, and I was not going to do this. And it wasn't until I held one in my hands and said, oh, man, this is heavy duty. This is really good that I truly wanted to do it's it. It's actually like extremely more heavier than what I, what I thought they were. Uh, like I said, uh, after uh, seeing them now, um, I mean, the, the look of them, I have no, really no complaints about the look of it. Uh, but my complaint for the, with it is basically the same as my complaint on the, uh, the, the, uh, the plastic build of Sabres. And that the that's the that they're they're too oversized, and the blade that they come that it comes with is too short for the size of the uh, lightsaber itself. Uh, there is uh, apparently three different sizes of blades, which we didn't know, uh, which until, we didn't know until, until Tim would... got all of his stuff here. There are two sizes that are sold. Yeah, they'll sell then, you a twenty-six inch blade and a thirty-six inch blade. The, and Those then, are the two options for when you buy right, like a legacy hilt. The build of saber apparently has a thirty-two inch. We figured uh, it looks to it's be somewhere about, in between. It looks, it looks about four or five inches shorter. Maybe thirty. So maybe 30, thirty. Somewhere between thirty and thirty-two. About a thirty-inch blade. Now I which, did see somebody post thirty-one, but I thought they just didn't know what they were talking about. So maybe it's 31. So either way, though, it's shorter than the longest blade that they sell. Uh, and uh, he, we put the long blade onto the, uh, onto the, uh, the Build-A-Saber hilt, and it made it, it look a way thousand times better. So, uh, I mean, they must there's have nothing saved you can a... do about it because that's what they're giving you. And 
obviously that's the size that they're giving. Uh, I don't agree with the size. It just doesn't match the size of the, you know, for that, for how long they must the saved, actual I mean, hilt chopping is. Chopping four inches off must have saved them a ton of money. Otherwise, why would they create a different size? I don't know. I think it's because that they, at first they thought that people were going to actually, they were going to let people carrying them around, but we're not, we're going to, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, well, they let you I don't carry know. it in the free, in the free carrying case that they give you as part right. of the deal, uh, which is included. And you get to wear it on your back all day, and everybody asks you, "What kind of saber did you get?" Like yeah. all day. Even Chewbacca asked me about yeah, my yeah, about did. my saber. Okay, so let's talk about it real fast. Well, then we'll get to that. Uh, so everything that comes in the package, oh, real quick, it might have had to do with the size of the table. That the that the table itself, they might have manufactured it to like. That would be a really the stupidest excuse I've ever heard. I'm if just that's, saying. If that's the reason, though. If that's the reason is because they made the table and the, the long saber wouldn't fit in there. And they didn't want to redo be, the table. That would be the stupidest thing ever. But so it would they, also be very on brand for Disney. Yeah. But uh, so let's talk about what's included in the 200 now that we can go break basically break it down. Uh, break it down. Yes. You get, you get your hilt that you built. You get your blade that comes with it. It is Bill removable. Tilt. Bill blade. Uh, the, they will obviously the the blade is on there, but you can remove then remove the blade, and then you get the cheap case. Now there is a case that you can buy that is fifty dollars, which quality wise Much is nicer. way better than the one they give you for free. Uh, the one they give you for free is basically like a nylon slash kind of like that gauze type of material. Uh, that like uh, it does have a cool logo it's on it. It's basically the same material. If you have a recyclable bag that you use for uh, your groceries, it's, similar. It's basically that kind of material, but uh, more, but more fi- cloth fiber. Right, yeah. uh, but uh, it is very flimsy, and uh, I would put the the I would put a value on it of about twenty five dollars. So let's uh, call they it were, thirty just for Disney's right. Sake. If they were selling it, it would probably be thirty or thirty five. Yeah. So we're gonna call it thirty for math purposes. So for that purposes, we're gonna say thirty. Uh, the the blades, the blades they sell now. Both of the blades were the same price, no matter no, how long the, they are. The twenty six no? is forty five, and the thirty six is fifty. Okay. So let's just say it's fifty. So we'll just say fifty then for the blades. So we got fifty plus thirty. That's eighty dollars. So between the the case and the blade, you got eighty dollars of value tied up. So that leaves. $120 for basically the hilt and your experience. Uh, when you break so it down like that. let's say the experience is free. It's just part of what you pay for Okay, it, let's say right? the experience is free. So your 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 hilt or your your whole custom hilt, including your kyber crystal. $120. $120. And now kyber, the kyber crystals, crystals by themselves are, are $12. $13, yeah, $12.99. Let's say that this is 10 bucks value. Right. So that brings you down to 110 Basically, it brings you down to $110 value on the hilt itself. Now, how much is the value of being able to change the color if you buy additional pieces? Is that worth 20 total? Well, it's already probably worth it. I mean, as far as when you think about the, uh, the, prices, of, choose... the prices of lightsabers that they've sold in the past. Right. Uh, when you think about the ones like the Ray Saber, they were selling those for over $160 in the parks. They're 170 now. They're 170 I mean, when you think about it in con- in relation to the value on those or the value on any other, sure, the, the hilt is a little bit too oversized, but for the quality of it and the heaviness, the heft, the heft, the heft. and the, uh, just, the, just the, just the, you know, the, 
the, the I would say it's worth the it. heft, the hue, the horizontal nature. I mean, now when I many when, many H things when they said two hundred dollars, I was you know I was you balked. appalled. I, I you was, balked. I balked. But <laughs> when you do when you break it down, I don't like that they're basically making you buy a case. Well, are they? Let's or, take the case out of it. So then you're paying. Then okay, if you take the case out of it, then you're paying over one hundred fifty dollars for the hilt. Well, let's. I'm going to do the math the other way. Most of the legacy lightsabers, minus I think two or three of the ten or eight, the ten that they have, um, are one twenty nine. There's a couple that are one nineteen. There's a couple that are one thirty or one forty nine. And there's one that's one ninety nine, but that's a double. That's the Ahsoka. Right, the, the Ahsoka, Ahsoka yeah. is a one small, one large. And those are ready to go. They don't need to have a kyber added to them. So no, you don't you're... need a kyber crystal. But that's uh, let's say let's not choose Ahsoka. Let's choose Mace Windu, for instance. Right, the Mace Windu is one twenty nine. You don't need a kyber crystal, so let's that's included in that price because it only it only goes violet. And then you don't get a case, and you don't get a blade. And if you buy a blade, it's going to be an additional fifty dollars. So you're at one thirty plus. So it's one basically one hundred and eighty bucks plus tax, which is tell me eight percent. What's the tax on? I'm not doing that math. Let's oh, just no math. Let's just uh, it's eighteen dollars essentially. Let's just uh, say that uh, what I would have uh, said was would have been fifteen bucks. That um. If so they, that's one ninety five, and you don't get had, a case at all. If they had, um, yeah, but those sabers are way nicer and more. Uh, in uh, the uh, the scale of them is much more realistic compared to the build of sabers, which are oversized a little bit. Because that's what I'm taking. I'm taking away uh, some value for them being oversized. Otherwise, I would say that those those hilts are probably worth one hundred fifty dollars, like the other ones. Yeah. In fact, I would say that you're getting those ones for a one twenty, one thirty. That's actually a really good deal for those ones. Uh, and then this one, basically, you're getting two for, you know, two for two hundred. So, okay, so yeah, I yeah. mean, that's obviously a very good deal. I would say that uh, they could have easily have. Uh, not giving you the, the value is on par. If though. they weren't making you have the case, which we'll get to why they're making you have the case, uh, which is the obvious reason why they're making you have the case. Because they don't give you a box. Well, no, that's not why. But uh, if they were, weren't making you have the case, they could have very easily probably have just charged $150, uh, and it would have been a really good value. I would have considered it a good value. Just them basically making you buy a case they, that... I wouldn't want, and then them overcharging a little bit for the hilt uh, makes it a little bit still overpriced. But if it's something you can afford, it definitely sounds like something you should do. I'm not going to tell anybody not to do it because it's super overpriced. I'm just going to say if it's something you can afford, you should do it. It's not the hell no that you thought it was. No, it's not quite the hell no I thought it was, but it's still like, I don't know. I would have to have a lot of money just, you know, for $200. I would rather get the Soka Sabers and then get the uh, blades for them later on rather yeah, than get... It cost, wh- you f- probably three, it cost you $300 plus tax to buy that set with the blades. But it would cost me $400 to get two build of sabers Right. I could spend oh, $300. Oh, you are getting technically two. Right. So, all right. So, yeah, let's talk about the, the whole thing with the case real fast and the whole... The whole uh, you're not supposed to take your lightsaber out while you're in the parks, but uh, here's a saber. Let's build this spin, make you spend $200 on a saber that we're not going to let you have. 
uh, it is gonna. This basically directly relates to the whole uh, my rant that's gonna be coming up about uh, the costumes that you can't buy. We've been talking about it, but it just gets even more just even more dumb than what I think. But uh, yeah, so this wasn't even something that they had said ahead of time. This wasn't something that we even knew until people started saying that basically uh, you're not supposed to take your lightsaber out while you're in the parks. Now, I don't believe that they're going to, you know, like I saw and they a are people, like off to the side, selectively enforcing it. Right. It's very selective. Yeah. But that is where it becomes even more frustrating is when it's selectively enforced. Cause then it's just as bad as, and uh, which I'll get to even more later, uh, security uh, being selectively uh, on bag check, whether they're either like digging through your bag, like they're looking for a, a, a safety pin, or they just look in your bag and tell you to go on. It's just as consistent as that, and it's just as frustrating as that because, you know, either you can get a lightsaber and you're free to carry it around in Galaxy's Edge and. Uh, look cool with it or you can't it's either one or the other it's like you can't be like okay well you can have it but it has to be in the in the thing well what's the point of even getting it then so that means you're telling me that i can't even bring it back oh good good question so they're saying they oh here build this lightsaber that you can have in your in your case while you're here but then you better make sure you take it home don't ever bring it back unless you have it in the case which is a little silly it I mean, is if silly, you want to walk but that's basically what they're... on your belt, or if you want to walk around with that on your back, you sure as hell should be able to. But what, what's the point of having that on your back? I mean, but then if you can't even take it out, I mean, what's the point? You're not going. Nobody's going to bring their lightsaber back to the park if they're not even supposed to have it out of the uh, the I mean, bag. If, if I want to take it out back to the park, I will just very clearly tell them, "Yeah, I plan on returning it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Then, There's something um, defective. I'm going to talk to them. Okay, go on through. <laughs> that's a question. Is there no returns on the build of sabers? Oh, I don't know. I'm sure. I can there, almost guarantee you there's no return. I can almost guarantee there's no return on the build of saber. I'm sure you'd have to have a reason, or they, they maybe not a return like your money back. And you but probably, probably would have had to have mistake. done it the same day. Yeah. But uh, I mean, oh, we real, thought real, real we quick. thought real quick that we were going to have to go back in because the blade is the new technology. Uh, previous lightsabers had a little ring that would lock the, the blade in place, and then you don't have that ring. They just you pull, you push down, you turn, and the blade comes out. Yeah, there's because no stabilizing that, ring like there were. It was like with the Ray lightsaber and some of the, the newer Ray, ones. The the Kylo and yeah. the uh, uh, um, yeah. Darth Vader. Yeah. So anyway, real quick, when we were uh, we left uh, Galaxy's Edge and we were just sitting down in the middle entrance. And um, this lady came up and asked one of the cast members, would she be able to go in there to take a return, to return something that broke? She bought her kid something, and when they were taking it out of the packaging, it broke. So she was asking, would I be able to go in there, just me run in there real quick? And and the guy was like, I, I don't know. think so. I don't see why not. He's just Because obviously they haven't been told. If this happens, I mean, I think if they're still wearing their wristband and it's from that day, they can prove that they'd been well, inside. She's they're they're staying at the hotel, so it's already at the hotel. She didn't bring him back. She just wanted to know, right? So the cast member said, "Yeah," she goes, "I can just keep my wristband and then come back tomorrow." And he's like, "You know what? I don't even think you need to do that. Just you can just bring it, tell them, and they'll probably escort you to the store and 
So yeah, it's r- ridiculous. They'd probably have to be escorted. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? If I mean, if they're gonna say yes, you can. I mean, if you have something that's broken or something, at least you know, hey, you can bring it back while they're doing the reservation thing. And um, you know, depends on what it is. A lot of the stuff they're selling in the the other stores, you know. A few of the items. Oh yeah, that's are being a, yeah, sold. That, yeah. You're right because the cast member did say, "Well, you know, the stuff they're selling here, they're selling in Launch Bay." So if it's you, not everything. Yeah, but, but they said if you go in there, they have it there. Then maybe you can take it back. And, you know, she was like, "Well, that's all I want to know." You know, she wasn't being rude. She was nice. She, was, I just want to know if I can take it somewhere else. If I can come back in here. So I mean, that's just something I was listening to because uh, Tim wanted to stand out there anyway and listen to people. <laughs> come I did. Up I was here. I want. I was like, <laughs> if we're gonna go sit somewhere, let's just sit here and we can watch them tell people, "No, you're not allowed to come in." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was and it was that, a good choice. That's good information. Jeff to know. and Karen walked up and we had a good time talking with them too yeah uh, so i just i want to make sure everybody is aware of that because obviously nobody's advertising it you would have had to have been paying attention to social media and people that have actually been in there to know that there is a big uh, kind of dispute about whether or not you're allowed to have your lightsaber out and from what we can tell the rule is is that you're not supposed to have your lightsaber out which obviously makes zero sense because when you build a saber inside of uh, Star Trader and your plastic saber, nobody's ever told those kids or told them that they can't have their saber as they're They're almost Disneyland. encouraged to be used in the park. So yeah. I don't. It really makes uh, it. It makes it. Well, a lot of things don't make any sense, but it's just uh, just another on a list of long things uh, and decisions that Disney is making that don't make any sense. Uh, especially when I mean, it's just. Uh, we'll get, I'll get to more, but. It's one of their things where you're supposed to be part of the immersion. Uh, it's just to me, it's like, what's what is the point of being able to of having to spend two hundred dollars on this experience and getting a lightsaber just to be able to have to come out of there and be told, well, that's it. You can't take you can't take keep the, that lightsaber must stay in the bag. You can't take it out. It's like you're right. No, that's stupid. it's like going to it's like it's like a uh, it's like a gun nut going to a gun convention and putting his gun in a box and being told oh, you can't take your gun out until you get home. Yeah, but that's you know, a that's a dangerous thing. This isn't a dangerous thing. Well, they don't thing. think about it as dangerous things. Just to them it's another tool. I, I agree that this is something that you should be able to not use wildly, but if you want to take it out and hold it above your head, I mean, why not? Well, no, because what's the point of having a whole entire immersive land? What's the uh, and then selling lightsabers, custom lightsabers, and then telling somebody you can't pose for pictures in this new immersive land? That's basically what they're oh, telling. I mean, if that's what they want to do, they just want to pose for pictures. Then that's something Disney's going to have to worry about because some, some people are going to be like, "I don't get it. I just spent all this money. I want to pose for photos." Because then that brings us to something else. Is that uh, and that brings us? I'm just going to talk about this rant real fast. This particular rant, and that's the rant about the costumes. I mean, because basically they're saying. Okay, you come into our land, spend two hundred dollars and buy a lightsaber that you have to go through a whole rigmarole and the whole cool experience to get this lightsaber. But then, as soon as you walk out, uh, you can, you're going to go over to the uh, outfitters and you can buy a Jedi robe with your to go with your cool new lightsaber. Uh, but you absolutely cannot put that robe on and you absolutely cannot take out that lightsaber and pose for a picture in our cool immersive land that's another thing too yeah especially with those robes the, the cool robes whose is the black one it's sith it's yeah it's it but that's like there's the a couple of them one, i right? think uh there's a i think there's a uh, uh sidious one 
There's a black one. There's that's also just his, really, also really his cool. Cane. It's got like a really elaborate clip. And I kept stuff. trying to get a picture of it, but he so he just like stood in my way. Oh, okay. Um, I got the picture though. You did get it, yeah. But it, it was two hundred fifty bucks. That I didn't one. look at the prices. I was just looking. I mean, to those. imagine that you are in this immersive land and they won't let you wear your uh, your two hundred fifty dollar thing that you just want to get some photos in, in front of the falcon or whatever. A little silly. Now that just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this round real fast. Uh, then you guys can move on with your experience if you guys have other things to say, which you should. Uh, I'm just gonna rant about this. Don't real tell fast. me what I should. We're done. The, Don't uh, tell me what to do. <laughs> the uh, the news about this whole not being able to wear costumes that are actually being sold. Their thing is kind of getting out to some of the news and the clickbait uh, sites, which are just posting. Uh, Costumes you buy inside of Galaxy's Edge can't be worn inside of Galaxy's Edge per Disney rules or whatever. That's basically the headlines. I don't know if you guys have seen any of these. They're just kind of going around, and everybody's just blindly commenting on them uh, based on zero information other than the very minuscule uh, information that's being posted inside the thing. And people are like, well, I don't know if I agree with it, but it's anything's better than just make sure that my that children are not going up to people that aren't cast members and uh, what blah 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 and oh, it's definitely a safety thing. It's they should be doing it because you know uh, we can't the children. Okay, first of all, well, who the hell? What kind of parents are you that you think everybody just has their children all just running around nilly really nilly and gonna run up to any person that's wearing a Jedi cloak and start and get uh, you think they're just gonna everybody's gonna get kidnapped? It's like. Well, I mean, I know the world is a shitty place, but what kind of opinion do these people have of just people in general where they think that that's the first thing that's going to happen if uh, people just start walking around with uh, Jedi robes or robes or whatever or whatever inside of uh, Galaxy's Edge? Number two, people are like, oh, well, cosplay, blah, blah, blah. Why should there, there shouldn't be people like five Kylo Ren's, 15 Kylo Ren's running around. Yeah, but they're not Kylo Ren's. Exactly. Hold on a second. Uh, that's the thing is that these people are mistaking costumes and general cosplay for specific character cosplay. Nobody is telling you or they're not, nobody is, it's not, the rule isn't there because for people who are trying to cosplay as Rey or cosplay as, as Kylo or any other actual character, the rule is for the stuff that is sold inside of the parks. Now, granted, I think they sell a Ray costume, and yes, that one would make sense because there is a Ray. That the uh, the Kylo would make sense. There's a Kylo, but those aren't the issues. The issue is is that they sell generic Jedi robes. They sell generic Sith robes. They sell generic like I and I didn't like, see any in of those world, people. They sell generic in world like clothing. And you're not allowed to wear any any of it, but just because you could wear that stuff, that means that you're into that and you want to be immersive in the land, just like the rest of the land is trying to be immersive. Now, I would bring me back to my point number two: Universal Studios, Universal Studios Hollywood, Universal Studios Orlando. Both of them have Harry Potter lands. Both of them have been selling whole entire freaking. Harry Potter cosplay outfits, basically. You can get the skirt. You can get the pants. You can get the tie. You can get the button-up shirt. You can get the sweater. You can get the scarf. And best of all, you can get the robes 
that go with Harry Potter, and you can dress up in that whole entire costume, and people have been doing it for years and years and years, ever since all the Harry Potters have been open. And no, they have had, obviously, obviously they have had no problems, because if they had, they would have kiboshed that shit right away, because that's how things work, that if something happens, they're... I mean, sure, they're not as quick to jump to things as Disney is. Oh, no, something happened. We better lock down the whole place. No, they are doing it because obviously things have not happened, and obviously Universal has had enough experience to know that's not an issue. So I don't know why Disney can't say, hey, look, it's working for Universal. We can let people uh, dress up. It's You know, pe- kids are smarter than you give them credit for. Parents are smarter than you give them credit for. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I mean... <laughs> All I can say is if your kid goes up and starts in talking... This, in this instance, yes. If, if your kid goes up and starts talking to somebody who's not a cast member because they're dressed like somebody in, the, in a like a character or, or somebody that like a Jedi, uh, and they're dr- talking to them and they get kidnapped, guess whose fault that is? That's not the person dressed up. That's not the kids. That's your fault because you weren't watching your child. Now, I want to give an example that a kid actually went and talked to an adult who was not dressed up with anything, but probably because this person had a lightsaber. And um, it was the kid that uh, picked up uh, Tim's pin last yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he started having a conversation with Tim because he goes, I built a lightsaber and talking about that. He was probably talking about the one he built at the Star oh, Trader yeah, right, for $39. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I, my point is, is you don't have to be in a costume for a kid to start talking to you. Exactly. And just, that's what I'm trying to say. I just all these people using security as a cop out and defending Disney for their uh, for their for their archaic uh, rules and stupid rules and gatekeeping rules using security and safety, quote unquote, safety as a cop out. No, that's bullshit because yeah. Universal has been just fine and they haven't had any issues. That's you know one hundred percent universal. There you don't even. I don't even need to throw examples out there. I don't even need to explain anything to you. I just need to say Universal has been doing it. There hasn't been any problems. You're stupid. Your children are stupid. Everybody's stupid. If you guys can't get your shit straight, just stop talking. Like it's not that big of a deal. Disneyland should not be gatekeeping with their stuff. They shouldn't be selling stuff that you can't even wear inside of the freaking land. Otherwise, you're already ruining... Just by doing that, you're already ruining the whole uh, immersion atmosphere that you were supposedly being so big on. All right, so uh, Tim and I, uh, we went on uh, Smuggler's Run. Did you? Oh, my gosh. We did smuggled. You, did you run Smuggler's? Uh, I didn't run any Smuggler's. Or did you run over any Smuggler's? I uh, I think I crashed a couple of times. Uh-oh. So Tim and I were... Hondo pi- was probably mad. <laughs> we were pilots. We didn't, oh, break, we didn't break it, though. He like was I mad did. at the end. So, uh, yeah, we went in there. Um, you well, know they, what? Let's start with the queue, right? Yeah. yeah. So you go it in was, the queue and you walk around well, the back of the Millennium Falcon. I just want to say real quick, before, Falcon. before that... It was only a 20-minute wait. That's good. So it wasn't bad. I mean, how long would you have legitimately waited in line for that ride? Well, two, two, uh, two or more hours? No. No. You just wouldn't no. have done it at all? Um, I mean, I, if the line was at the least two hours, would you have gotten in it? No. No, he would no. have waited for you to have a thing. Exactly. Uh, what if he did, well, that wasn't an option, though? That's what I'm thinking. Then he wouldn't go on it for months. Probably just wait? I would. I would. The most I would probably wait is an hour. Okay. I would probably wait an hour. I mean, because I go back in time with... Uh, Whoa. Back in time with... Uh, back we, in time. Rocket Rods. 
Oh, yeah. I waited three hours. Yeah, we waited three yeah, hours. So. But there was, was a lot of us no. together. So that's more, that's fun when you got a big group. Yeah. Man. I just can't wait if I did that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we were pilots and. Um, All right, we were, so how are your guys' picture? How'd you guys look at both being pilots? Uh, this guy over here. Exactly how? With his purse. He's got his, uh, his, his, his man purse over here. Oh, thank you. Uh, the problem is I've, I've ridden the ride a couple times before that. And I, I, I will start this by saying I can't ride star tours anymore. It makes me sick. What? Uh, it makes me sick. Uh, it's, it's is it fact, because ever since they changed it to 3d, is that why that's what started it? But then after that, it's the fact that I'm not in control of what's happening while it's, while it's moving around and it's in 3d. Yeah. So, I kind of wish they would change it back similar to what Harry Potter did or what universal did with Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. They were going to make us gunners. And I just told the lady, I said, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to make a make a fuss, but, like, I've been on the ride, and there's no way. I, I mean, I just, if I do anything other than the pilot, I'm going to get sick. And it's true, because I. But it's not 3D. It has nothing to do with it being 3D. I rode the pilot position. I rode the engineer position. I've done them both twice. I didn't do the, the gunner specifically, but the the fact that I'm not doing something specific, the gunner position is just watching and pressing a button. Same as the engineer. You watch what's going on and you press a button with the pilot. You're fully engaged in the control of the ship and you have a lot to do with what's going on with it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like uh, controls for, uh, it looks like you're playing. Uh, it looks like you play, you're playing uh, uh, space invaders. It felt like a giant arcade game that like took the whole group to run, or at least the two of us. That's to run. basically what it is. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I was on the right side, so I was controlling up and down. And the hyperdrive. And hyperdrive. Wait, so, Hyper- you were, so you were Chewy? Yes. Wait, I thought this guy has the Chewy man bag. Well, no. <laughs> he was on the other side, and he was doing left side and right. Side. We'll have to switch next time, but like, uh, I think Elizabeth, too. Top I don't know. and bottom? She's going to end up riding once, and I don't know what she'll do, but... Um, as long as I'm in control of the movement of the ship to some degree, I don't I don't get as, as sick. I still feel a little nauseous, but not as bad. When I was the engineer the two times, man, I had to like not look at the screen at all, only pay attention to the lights and hit what I had to hit and was hoping for it to end. So pretty much you're saying that you're probably not going to go on that ride too many more times. I mean, I'll ride if I'm going to get to be the pilot. Well, I mean, you can't guarantee that, though, obviously. Sure you can. You just tell them you're going to get sick otherwise, and then you wait. you wait for a further group back. It's not. It's not that bad. It's basically, like waiting for the front of the line for a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. as long as you don't mind waiting, as long as they don't mind doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's gonna. It doesn't yeah. Really matter. I mean, would I go if it was just me and one other person in the park for a day? No. Will I go and and figure it out if I'm with other people or something? Sure. Why not? But uh, that that ride's pretty cool. It's, it's fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm not itching to do it a hundred times. We could have done it one more, but we uh, we were like I was tired. Just tired dude. I was yeah. like, I'm just done. But uh, we're going tomorrow. So I've heard complaints that there uh, that the the rewritability on it isn't really that great because mm-hmm. it doesn't really have a lot of uh, options as opposed to like Star Tours, which you could ride oh, ride a dozen times and it. not end up with it's the same thing over and over. Right. Basically, it's the same thing over and over again. Other than maybe you having uh, you know a different position right. in the cockpit, so I've heard complaints about the rewritability being on it as being down compared to other rides. Uh, I mean, but other than that, I mean, I mentioned last week uh, 
Uh, what do you guys think about what I told you that Parks and Cons said about the whole thing about uh, the seats feeling like you can't really pay attention to what you're doing compared to... I know you guys weren't doing back... When stuff, I was so. in the engineer seat, that was not my opinion. Okay. I can't say it. The seat so, faced forward. Oh, right. I can't say until I get back there, so... Uh, yeah. So, like, where I was, it was, you know, perfect. I seen everything, and, and it's pretty cool when you take off. Because, I mean, the, it's like over you, too. So right. you can look up and see what's going on. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then when we're leaving, um, there are, we're going to, to hit or go through hyperspace. And uh, the, the the ship goes up like that. And then you just boom, like Superman, <laughs> straight up in the sky. That was pretty cool. I like it. It's a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again tomorrow. All right. So uh, moving around the land was really cool. Uh, one of the things that I really thought was awesome is uh, you can hear TIE fighters flying over you with the sound traveling really? o- over you. It was just, we're sitting there, I was just standing there. and This uh, was in between the droid and the First Order. Area. Basically in between buildings and stuff. So yeah. there's obviously speakers up on Yeah, the so I was, just, I was just standing there and then you hear the TIE fighter fly and you hear it on one side. And it went over like from my uh, left side and to the right side. Surround like, sound. I was like, "Oh crap!" I go, "That that's was cool. really tight." So that's really cool with that. Have uh, you seen any? Uh, did you guys see any fighting up on the roofs or anything of that stuff? Or Vi doing anything cool, sneaking around, or anybody chasing anybody while you guys were walking around? Which one is Vi? Vi is the uh, one that's going to be from the book. She was wearing the uh, the orange jacket. Yeah, Black. we talked to her. Yeah, we talked to her. Blue hair. Yes. So I didn't know that that was Vi, but we saw her and, and like, engaged with her, and yes. she talked with us for a couple minutes. Yes. Like, not just, like, a quick, hey, guys, but, like, she really talked she to us. She walked with us. Yeah, walked with well, us, too. Well, in case you guys don't remember, Vi Morandi, she's the uh, main character from the upcoming Black Spire uh, oh, right, book. Right. That's right. That I told you guys about. Uh, I have seen two different Like, a month Vi's. ago. I saw two different ones, and that's when I realized that she was a character from the land. The first time I saw her, I thought she was a cosplayer. <laughs> Yeah. So like just, a Disney bounder. Or so something. like I said, just a reminder that she's supposed to be basically she's working for the resistance and she's there uh, scouting Black Spire and Batu for a uh, possible rebel base. So usually uh, I know you could see her over on the uh, resistance side or sometimes sneaking around uh, amongst the actual town. Yeah. Uh, I have heard, though, that there's been like stormtroopers and resistance people fighting up on uh, the top of buildings. Uh, I saw a video of we some troopers like standing up above. Like I didn't oh, see any. Oh no, okay. I wasn't really paying attention. I didn't. I didn't know that stuff was going on. They had the the little thing going on over at the the ship, and um, I didn't get to see that. I just heard it going on. I guess you said that's when Kylo Ren comes out. Yeah, there's a show of some kind that I uh, the one at his shuttle. Yeah. Yes. Or at the uh, tie. The type thing, yeah, yeah. He comes out with all of his stormtroopers. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I saw something going on over there, but because we were sitting down resting, he basically does something similar to what uh, Phasma was doing, where they come out and walk around, and he has an entourage and shit. Um, I've also seen video of uh, of cast members in uh, resistance costumes uh, sneaking around in in the town in inside of Black Spire. Uh, avoiding stormtroopers and stuff, uh, doing little like uh, well, see, that's skits the, and things that's like something that. I gotta check out tomorrow, which is all stuff that uh, we we talked about months ago. That I said I hope that they that, that, that do that sort of thing. 
uh, where they're almost doing kind of like uh, you guys would know better than or you would know better than me, uh, more like the uh, uh, Ghost Town Live type things. Oh, yeah, that that's pretty cool, too. Uh, over there at Knott's. Right. Uh, so if anybody's done anything like that, that's uh, similar to the kind of things that they're trying to do. Uh, when we go back again, I'm going to look for everything you were saying. And also, my plan tomorrow is to uh, do the Disney Park, uh, the Disney Parks the play, play app. app. Got to do that. That's uh, on the list for tomorrow to check that out. A lot of people were doing that, going up to the different things, making the sounds. And yeah, a lot of uh, Star Wars hardcore Star Wars people are super into the whole idea of using the data pad and getting into things. A lot of uh, Things have been well, and translating the language on the world. right, and a lot of people have they've uh, found references to uh, characters from books and stuff that are in there. I saw a screenshot from the data pad of a message from uh, a uh, character from the last shot novel, which was the one about uh, uh, Han Solo and Lando uh, that took place over three different decades or over three different time periods. Uh, and there was a character in there that was an Ewok slicer, uh, basically a uh, a uh, hacker, Ewok hacker. Oh. And uh, his he's shown up on the. Uh, when you mean the guy that kills Ewoks? No, no, he's a he's an Ewok who's a oh, hacker. He actually is an Ewok. He's and, a, and he's a hacker. He's okay. an Ewok who's a hacker. Make sure we're clear. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's a reference to him in one of the uh, the things you scan. Oh. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people are really into that whole thing. Uh, did you said you tried it? Uh, you tell me about it, and then I have a rant about that. I haven't tried it. Oh, okay. I thought you said you tomorrow. Were... Oh, tomorrow you're gonna try it. Okay. Yes, tomorrow. Well, you'll let us about know us about let us know about that uh, next week. Uh, so I have another little rant that has to do with security and has to do with the app. Uh, a lot of people, like I said, are getting super in, I, into the idea of uh, having the data pad. Uh, so much so that they want to basically cosplay their phone cases. And people have been taking, uh, buying phone cases and uh, modifying them to look like very Star Wars-y and things like that. Uh, just as an example of one that uh, somebody did. Uh, that's one that somebody did. Hmm. And this specific one I'll have a story about uh, just in just a second. Uh, I just wanted to show you guys another one real fast. Your second set. Okay. Bye. Just recently made. That one's pretty cool. I like that one better. Yeah, so a lot of people are just coming up with different ideas. They want to basically to go there running with the whole idea of the data of the data pad, uh, basically going immersive with it so that way their phone looks like the data pad rather than looks in like a phone. So basically they're cosplaying their phone, uh, which brings me to my rant. And that is that uh, some people were afraid that, uh, uh, which I was like, well, I don't know why anybody would care, but uh, people were afraid that, uh, that security uh, might have a problem with people cosplaying their phones. And, uh, you know, me thinking, um, you know, semi-positively about security. I don't know why I was doing that. I uh, thought, eh, I don't know why they would have a problem. It's just you're just decorating your phone. What's the, di- what's the difference? So girls come in all the time with their bedazzled, shitty-looking phones. Right. And what's the difference? This is just, this is just uh, geek uh, right. uh, bedazzling. Uh, no, uh, they've already had issues. Uh, the first one I showed you, actually, uh, specifically, uh, Disneyland and uh, security ended up confiscating his case. 
they wouldn't even give him the option to uh, put it anywhere uh, or even take it back to his car. They just straight confiscated it. Uh, the whole story, apparently, is that he went up. Uh, he says that uh, Disneyland security made comments about it. Uh, they asked him about it. And then they realized, oh, it's for Star Wars. And they started joking about it. But they said, oh, well, we still got to get a supervisor over here to look at it. Uh, they called a security sup- supervisor over who was supposedly a fan of Star Wars. Where was he at when this happened? This was uh, this was security coming uh, coming in. Yeah, this was either he didn't specify whether it was at uh, Mickey and Friends or at uh, the Eastern. So I don't know which uh, security it was. Either way, either way, it was at bag check slash uh, metal detectors. Uh, the supervisor came over, who was supposedly a Star Wars fan also, exclaimed about how much he thought it was cool, but he thought that he should check uh, with higher-ups about it. Uh, so that's two times... Check what? That's two times that uh, security failed to basically do their job by making a big deal about something that they didn't need to make a big deal about. I basically compared this to the lady in Florida who had the who got the police called on her for the CBD. It's a similar situation where Disneyland security never should have even had to call uh, Orange County sheriffs about it. Uh, They should have just said, oh, it's CBD, that's legal, okay, be on your way, or told her to take it back to the car. Uh, uh, Police never should have been involved. Same thing with this. Security should have just realized, oh, it's just a phone case that's that's been fixed up, be on your way. It's obviously not a detonator for a freaking bomb, it's nothing. You could he could have taken the phone out of the case and showed him. Look, the case. There's no wires going to the phone. It's just a case that's been decorated. But no, the the supervisor decided he needed to take pictures of the phone and send it to to managers. To which they got the response: No, they can't take it in. Confiscate it, and it was confiscated. So I, now, I'm say that now I basically, I, agree, I believe that it was confiscated because you can't take somebody's property, especially if you're. Security check. You just tell them it's not allowed. In well, time. confiscated could equal to either you take it back to your car or you throw it away, uh, or they, or I don't know. I mean, maybe they thought that if if the, you know, we all know security's dumb and they do stupid things. So I'm not going to put anything past security. The point is, is that this is yet another example of, uh, along with the whole costume thing, along with the lightsabers thing, another example of Star Wars fans actually being freaking creative about something and super getting into the idea of the whole data pad thing. Disney created this thing for people to use in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They obviously didn't expect them to get be as excited about it as, as they're getting. Sorry for being excited about things. Sorry that I wanted to be a little bit into it and read to do my phone up so it looks like it's in world. Sorry if I want to have a little bit of fun. Sorry that you think everything is a freaking bomb. All right, what if, uh, let's go the other way, that Disney wanted it taken away so they can make them. Just say it. You know what, I'm going to say right now that they should have already thought about that and that if they do end up coming out with their own, that it's genius. But it also, it's Super Bowl. It's yet another example of them being gatekeepy. It's yet another example of basically, like I said, uh, it's just a you know let some people have some fun, but no, you can't have fun now. If you want to do that thing, now everybody it's spreading around about the, what happened, and now everybody who was I must have saw at least ten different people of my Star Wars Twitter people who were talking about making and you know doing these things. Well, I want to their, do it now that they're going to try to take the, it these from me. cases, and 
now everybody has to just be like, oh, I might have to tone my case down. I might have to take things off of my case because I don't know if I'm going to get hassled for it. And it's just a bunch of bullshit, and there's well, the no need right for it. The problem right now is also that you only it's, have your four-hour window, and you want to get in there and register, you know, get your wristbands as soon as your two hours before start. So the last thing you want to do is spend an hour at security arguing with them about something that, like, ideally is not important. It may be important to you that you put a bunch of time into making something and you, but are you going to give, are you going to go back and put it in your car or refuse to give it up or whatever the case may be? Because this same guy who had his uh, denied also did it too, had one fixed up his uh, iWatch, his Apple Watch Watch, uh, case also to look really cool. But that's how his case looked, you know, when you have the app open. Yeah, I I mean, it's just. Really, I either think somebody's it's a really being genius. I, it's a really genius like, idea from from uh, you know Star Wars fans to you know come up with this. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I don't know why he would exaggerate that sort of thing. Why would you even make up something like that? I just I don't know. Please really, f- please forward it to me. Uh, I'd love to read it myself. Well, there is no. It's kind of uh, it's kind of a guy on Twitter. If number one, it's on Twitter, which you don't have. Uh, number two, this kind of guy kind of spread his story around amongst a bunch of different people's posts. Mm. So I only have this one because I saw it and then it had the pictures of both of his things. But, uh, yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the whole story is, but, I mean, the the fact is is that, uh, once again, Disneyland Security, Disney themselves taking fun out of things. People just want to have a little bit of fun. But, uh, you know, apparently this apparently you can only go to do that at Universal. I'd really like to know what actually happened with this because I can't. I cannot imagine them. What, what what's the reason for not allowing it? It looks like a detonator to a bomb, or it has electrical parts, or you know, I mean, you know, this guy might have went a little bit too far. He had a circuit board and wires coming out of it, so I don't know if he just because he went a little bit too far, you know. But the point is, is that if you want to do that sort of thing, obviously now because what no matter what happened with this guy or what the actual story is, this guy has basically a cautionary tale for everybody now. And it's basically ruined everybody's uh, creativity because now everybody in their minds it has to think, oh, I don't want to have my thing taken away. So they're not going to go as far out, out as they what they would have with their creativity as they would have before. That's so, pretty much how Disneyland security and cast a lot of them work, though. They take the thing a little too seriously. You know, it's like the guy that kept telling us, come back at 2 p.m. That's all he would say. And it's like, or you could just say, hey, when they start letting people in, it's going to be over there or... If you like to have a seat down below, have a seat down below and then, you know, but at about one twenty, you're going to want to come up and, you know, you know, I mean, he could have, it's like, was it his first day? And somebody just said they come in at two o'clock and not before. Like if he knew that, that we were going to be let in a little bit before two o'clock, why would he keep saying, come back at two o'clock? He literally would have been somebody to cost us. Yeah. Cause in his post, he would have cost us half an hour in the land. Right. If we had waited until. Basically, we would have been at the very back of the the group. In the guy's post, he did even say he removed the circuit board and the wires right there in front of them, and they still said no. I mean, that's just a matter of insisting to see the manager is what it comes down to. Well, yeah, the point is, the point of my whole thing is is that not that necessarily that it got whatever the end result was. Security never should have got it to the point where somebody told him no. They should have just said, they should have just realized, oh, it's a phone case. Go ahead. That's yeah. all there's to it, because you know what? If they, if he would have had that phone in his pocket, and there would have been no metal on that case, 
they would have never seen it. Or if he just placed it face up instead of face down in the in the little exactly. uh, bucket or whatever. Exactly. He was probably proud of it and decided to put it face up or face down. And then that way they could see it. And he thought never thought in a million years. What I would have done if I would have known, known that was going to happen, I would have just done this. Right. And then put it the case in my pocket, put the phone through the, in, right. the, in the thing. And then nobody would have been the wiser. But, you know, that's what happens when you actually try to be uh, honest. Right. Well, no, honesty things. won't get you anywhere at Disneyland. No, it won't. Uh, the thing is that for the listeners, if you believe this story, I don't know if I do, but regardless, uh, if you believe it and you think that they can confiscate your property, they absolutely cannot. They can't. They can't take your personal property under any circumstances. And this guy probably, if he did give it up to them, it was only because he had a reservation he wanted to get inside and he didn't want to argue. Like I said, sometimes people confiscate his code for, well, you couldn't take it back to your car, so you had to throw it away. Right. Which is basically the same equivalent as confiscating. Forcing you to throw it away because they're because you're because you're because basically when when people get caught with knives at security, they're basically confiscating it by making you throw it in the trash. Well, either throw it in the trash or they're or they're taking it from you and they're throwing. No, because I don't even think when they when you have a knife, I don't even think they give you the option of going back. Do they? They did for me. Okay, but that was back before. Long time ago. Well, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not something that's illegal, because then there was that, shouldn't that, have any reason. Then not there was to that other moron member we saw standing there arguing. Oh, I got my knife, blah blah blah. Yeah. And they ended up. He even ended up giving up his knife, and they then they threw it in the trash. Maybe he didn't want to go back to the car. Well, that's was what I mean. Was this at the under the structure security, no, or is this, this at was the before the security uh, was even? Yeah, a lot there. of time back now, it's not as a big deal. You just go back, you go upstairs, and put your thing in your car, but. Back in the day, it was a little different. Either way, Disney's stupid. It's like they claim to want to have something be immersive, but then you know when people try to do things, or when they, or when people want to be immersive along with their immersiveness. Oh no, you can't do it. You can't. You can't cosplay your phone. You can't cosplay your body. You can't wear. You can't wear, uh, wield the lightsaber that you just spent two hundred dollars to to have the right. Can I put a to, kyber crystal on my nuts. I don't know. So yeah, we got off the ride. We walked around. We went to a bunch of stores. We looked at the droid store. Um, yeah, see, that's the one that I think is a little bit. I think the droids are a better deal than the lightsaber. To be honest, I'm I not mean, into uh, the droids. I mean, a hundred dollars for this. some of the droids is really good price. I looked at. I mean, I don't like you know like the red bodies or something. I think the only the white and the black would look good to me. But I mean, the the it's nice to be able to mix and match. Like you said, it is basically just a larger version of the one. At Star Trader, well, aren't these? But they do remote move control. Yeah, they yeah. are remote controls. So I mean, at least there's that. Uh, I they have do seen... have the Rex in the box, and he's 150 bucks. Right. Super cool. I've also seen that uh, photo in photos that they do sell the uh, a repackaged uh, version of the uh, of the mouth the remote controlled mouse droid as well. Uh, speaking of packaging, I just wanted to do another quick rant about the the fact that they swore that there would be no packaging. In Galaxy's Edge, but yet if you walk right into the uh, first order store, oh look, there's packaging everywhere. Yeah, yeah. so uh, once again, I mean, it's to some once degree, again they claim to be immersive, but are they really? Yeah, every well, some their immersion, some shops their immersion are not is labeled. half-ass. Some some of the stores, the items are not really as labeled. You know, they're like on a cardboard backing, but that's about it. You know. Uh, but then other stuff like has fully packaged and doesn't quite make like sense. Like I said, the me. the worst defender so far I've seen is the is the first order store. There's like a lot of uh, 
They I'd had, agree with that. Wouldn't you agree with they that? They had a lot the of first like, order store had a lot of packaged items. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I saw one of those little packages with all the little figurines in it, and then they had a bunch of models that were in packages, and then they had a bunch of little. Uh, they had a bunch of ships that were in packages. Uh, apparently, I've been informed in my ear that uh, they also have the uh, remote, the uh, mouse droid, uh, the new pack, the new mouse droid uh, in the new packaging at uh, Launch Bay. So, real quick on Launch Bay, uh, it it I thought it was gonna look like uh, the superhero HQ thing, you know, their store when they had that. They actually done some stuff up there. No, it looks like uh, it looks like it kind of. It looked, I don't know. It didn't look appealing. Like it, a construction zone. Yeah, it didn't look like they they put much time and effort into putting displays and stuff like that. It just looks like thrown together really quick. So I don't really like it. I wish they would have done more. Once to again, on on brand. And then they have like a they have a little photo. They had like a photo op where you can go down like a, a corridor and you can take pictures in there. I think they have some other stuff supposed to going on because they have these little you know, things on the ground. But I didn't see anything going on over there. And then they have a lot of black curtains, drapes to cover stuff they don't want you to see. So yeah, it was just it's, it, it was booty. It was real booty <laughs> it up was there booty for sure. They they did a lot of uh, they set up registers, those portable registers. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah, yes. they looked very similar to when they had the uh, the over there at when they had the uh, the AP days at uh, at um, in uh, Star Starcade. That one time, and they had that, yeah. just that big row of registers where people were paying for the right. merchandise. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just booty. I thought it'd be more booty impressive. <laughs> uh, real quick, did you guys see Ray at all when you guys were walking around? I didn't see Ray. Edge? No yes. Ray, but the Saturday I saw full size Ray, who you're asking about, uh, hugging and then walking hand in hand with the little girl as Ray, okay. and it was really, really, really cool. Yeah, all we saw was... Uh, so you guys seen Kylo and you guys saw Vi. That's pretty good. And, you guys saw Chewie, Chewie, obviously. Yeah. That's cool. Chewie liked my lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, well, the the cast member with Chewie knew what Chewie was saying, I guess, and wanted to know, Chewie wants to know what your lights... Well, first he asked about my bag, and he says, is that authentic Wookiee fur? And I said, yes. Wait, no, no, I don't mean not Wookiee for it's It's made from the same stuff his bag's made from. And they were like, oh, okay, that's now, good. Now Chewbacca then. was flipping out when he, he was said He was freaking yes. out. He's like, look at my bag. And Chewbacca was not happy. He thought maybe it was a Wookiee, <laughs> that I'd like killed a Wookiee. So then they wanted me to take my lightsaber Rude. out so that I could uh, you know, show him that it wasn't like a bad lightsaber. But really, I think he was just trying to get me to take it out so I could take a cool picture with him. But nonetheless, I took it out. I showed it to him. I said, I made it with you in mind. I thought if Chewie had a lightsaber, this is what it would look like. And it would be purple. And he said, like, he got a good look on his face. And he went, like, <laughs> like, right in my face. And the guy said, Chewie likes your lightsaber. So I was like, cool. And then we took a couple pictures, did cook pictures of me. And then uh, that was pretty much it. He walked <laughs> off, right? Yeah. Some, some guy came running. Chewie, it's so long since I've seen you. Like. And he had a big old beard, like he was a Wookiee too, maybe. And, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, you guys saw the characters obviously are walking around uh, kind of free. Uh, is there like a, uh, there's a handler, I assume, somewhere like kind of like off. Uh, 
No, well, the one with Chewie was right next to him. Right. But he's just walking around, or does he come out and just kind of stand in a place? I think he was going to a spot, because right when you come in from the Critter Country area, he's over there on the by the, sh- okay. the ship. Well, I know that the certain characters have certain areas. Uh, I don't think any of the characters are supposed to have a spot, because I did specifically read an article uh, that was talking about how uh, the whole idea of Galaxy's Edge is not to have photo spots, per se. Uh, and then they were talking about how in Florida they originally used the uh, uh, Jack Sparrow that they had walking around uh, at Florida uh, as a, in the Magic Kingdom as a uh, test uh, for having the characters just walking around, uh, f- you know, basically free. Well, well, they've done that over here, too, with Beauty and the Beast, or Belle and well, the Beast. since then, though. I think that was uh, <clears throat> quite a few years ago. They, they That was the test. Then, yeah, now they've done it with that. They've also done it with... Uh, uh, but see, you still have uh, people walking around with them, like handlers, right? Yeah. Uh, but they have done, like, uh, I think Loki and uh, Thor have just walked around. Without a handler? Uh, without a handler, We haven't I seen think. any stationary... Characters in Galaxy's Edge at all? They've uh, all did, been moving did around. Did Vi have a handler at all, or is no? She hand, just, she's no. just cruising. Yeah, and then uh, obviously Kylo has just all he needs is stormtroopers. So I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's something that they. It's obviously a good idea, and it's hopefully something that they expand on uh, even more into the parks. But uh, obviously, you just have to be uh, mindful of you know not uh, who the character is and whether you know if they're going to get mobbed by a bunch of people. Obviously, Vi's not a you know a not big one because well yeah no there's most people don't know who she is you know like nine out of, eight out of ten of your or six out of ten of your uh, your generic uh, Disneyland goers that end up in Galaxy Edge don't know who Vi is only anybody uh, you know you might know it's somebody that's from Star Wars or you might know it's Star Wars related. But then you're going to have the other people that are only like maybe one or two people who actually knows, oh, she's from that book. <laughs> yeah. So what did we do? We ended up there. We, we were just uh, we just kind of cruised around afterwards pretty much. Yeah, because I was really tired. I'm like, I just told Tim, you know what? I need to sit down. You know, it was just time to sit. And well, I was fine doing that. And uh, we, <laughs> Don't sat, get me wrong. we sat down and um, then Tim decided to go and have a little confrontation with uh, Kylo Ren. And uh, if you guys should well, have seen to that pick, on Yeah, video. you had to pick up of uh, where we left off the other day, you know. Uh, I mean, everybody knows Kylo Ren's a man, baby. It's like he, he just <laughs> cries about everything. <laughs> wah, wah, it was hard for me. Wah, wah, I had it rough. It's like, you know, come on. <laughs> hmm. And I thought it'd be interesting, right? Was it interesting? Yes, yeah. it was really cool. It was really cool. <laughs> now, you guys have talked about a lot of things, and you guys seem to do a lot of things, but we I haven't heard nothing about uh, food. Or drink. Or, oh, we uh, told you he had that, that. Well, yeah, you talked about Roger Rowe. I haven't heard about nothing from you. I didn't have anything there. What? No. Fail. <clears throat> I had onion rings, remember? That's not in Galaxy's Edge. So well, wait. I know. I already ate. I couldn't eat again until later on. Well, do you intend on trying anything in Galaxy's Edge? Uh, yes. Or does it all pretty there's, much sound like booty some, to you? They, they have some drinks there that I wanted to try. And uh, I was like, ooh, but I was like, oh, I can't eat it right now because I already ate and... Uh, I couldn't drink it. Are you going to try at least one alcoholic drink? Oh, maybe. There's a couple sweet ones uh, that are right up our alley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I probably will. I probably will. But I I did, there's there's a few drinks there that are like red in color. 
And I, I just I just saw the billboard and I saw I thought oh I was trying to I couldn't read it though from where I was at I couldn't really see, but uh, that sounds uh, that was over there at Ronto's Roaster so that's probably where I'm going to go next or probably tomorrow I'll go over there and try that one. So you uh, haven't been over to uh, the to, uh, docking bay seven? We then. went in there. Oh, you went in there. We went in there yesterday, and again I couldn't see the menu even standing right next to the register guy because we were just standing there looking at the menu and I couldn't see crap. Which one? The Rontos Roasters? No. Oh, in Docking Bay 7. Yeah, it's one of those. It's just like the one out at the where the, the guest relations kiosk is and next in front of Plaza Inn. It's like you can only see it from a certain angle. Yeah. I do want to get, I, I think I might want to try that popcorn too. The one, what was, what was it called? The one you said spicy, but it's not spicy? Uh, so they call it sweet and spicy, yeah. So I probably want to uh, try that uh, Get me a uh... popcorn bucket? Yes. I told him, are you going to get Anthony a popcorn bucket? You didn't say that. I told you he wanted a popcorn bucket. Oh, well, I thought about it. I thought I was going to say, are you going to get him one? But I guess I forgot. No, you didn't say that. We were debating about whether or not we were, would like split the cost of a keychain for you <laughs> and whether and whether that you'd like want that or be insulted by it. We couldn't figure it out. I would have had to seen the keychain. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, we were we were not considering buying you half each of a seventy five dollar R two D two metal bowl. <laughs> it's like the kind of bowl you'd use for popcorn at home, except it's big, me- big and metal and shaped like R two D two. I head. don't need that. Yeah. Well, we were going to get it for you, so don't worry. <laughs> I have a popcorn bowl that's shaped like R two D 2s head that I think we got for free for buying popcorn once at the grocery store. It cool. came in the popcorn. Right. It came in it. It's plastic. It's not metal. I saw pictures finally. Uh, I don't know if you guys went and looked at them. Uh, the sippers for the uh, the milk uh, are definitely not really what I was expecting. They're not quite. Are they the, out? Uh, we didn't see them. I don't know. I've seen pictures of them now, and uh, they're not really quite what I was expecting. They don't look exactly like the ones from the movie. Uh, they do look like little water bottles, though. That but they do have uh, one that has a logo. Uh, one has a picture of a uh, bantha, and then one has a picture of the Thalda siren. There's three. No, there's two. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if it's on each side, though. So there might be only just one, and it might have the logo with the bantha on one side and the Thalda siren on the other side. But I just saw them next to each other, so I don't know exactly. Uh, I don't think it would really... It probably is on both sides, because it would be weird if they had two different mm-hmm. ones. But uh, I don't know if that's something I need. Uh, especially since I'm definitely in no hurry to try the milk. The milk just sounds disgusting. He didn't want to try the milk, but I've had both and they're good. Uh, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that if you mix them together, it's better that you can get a half and half. Uh, really, I didn't that think about is, that. Uh, and I I heard that that is an improvement, but uh, I just uh, yeah. I, I if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna have blue milk, I want real like uh, real milk or something. Or he wants to get it from the teat of the animal. Yes, I want it hot <laughs> and. Steaming. Oh, that's gross. Would it be hot? We talked about this before. Yes. It would be hot. Well, it would be coming out of your body. So I went to, this is a separate. Have you ever milked a cow? Have you ever milked a Tim? (laughs) Do you want to? Uh, Listen. I think it's a question for Elizabeth, but all right. (laughs) So I went Saturday morning. Uh, Since I was here last time, my, my friend had a, another reservation that he had was the only one on it. He didn't add anyone. And they allowed him to add somebody. He calls me. He goes, well, you're not busy in the morning, are you? I said, no. Why? He goes, well, I'm, I added you to my reservation. You got to come to Galaxy's Edge with me. So, Did he end up adding you to his reservation? Yeah, that's the okay. other. 
Well, it's because of the lightsaber, and I didn't get a chance to do it. I thought if I go with that only that in mind for the beginning of the reservation, then like we can we'll have a good chance of it. But we got to get there early and get lined up and do all the stuff that I didn't do previously. So like I went early on on in the morning on uh, Saturday, and that was the cantina and also the build your lightsaber both booked up like super fast. Yeah. That's a good time to talk about the cantina and the process to get into cantina. Cause well, it has I was leading into that as right. well. So then, uh, then in the afternoon I went back in, which the reservation I'd planned on going in and we tried the entire time to get, not even to get into the cantina, just to get into the cantina line, which was like, Two hours long. But this is when they were still just lining up, right? Yeah. But they would line people up to a certain point, and then they would stick a cast member behind that point with a pole. Yeah, they had a flag. And and the pole had a red flag on one side, green on the other. And when it was flipped to green, you could get in line. But most of the time, it was flipped to, to red. So we waited around and walked around and... Uh, milled about in that general area waiting for this flag to change and it never did. So we'd go do something, we'd come back and that we missed it. So my friends left Galaxy's Edge or some part of the group had left Galaxy's Edge at five because they had an overlapping five to nine also reservation. So uh, they had the, we had the two to six and they had also the five, they had, I'm sorry, they had additionally five to nine. So they left at some point to get their things. I went to guest relations and I explained uh, my limitation with my disability and asked what their advice was. And she just said that that sucks and you should just go talk to a manager over there. Um, She was really nice, though. She said, you know, the policy generally is that when somebody asks for an accommodation that they figure out within reason how to make an accommodation. So especially if they see that you have a legitimate thing. So I went and I talked to a manager and I explained that the way that it was set up currently, the only option I have to get in the line is to mill about and wait. And that could take an hour. And then once I'm in the line, it could take like another hour or two. And then you've got the position in the inside, which who knows how long that's going to take. And he said, what's your group situation? I said, I got two people with me now and uh, two or three more are basically heading in there on the next reservation. And he said, well, I would have asked you to come back at a later time, but if you only have an hour of overlap, just stay here and tell me when your whole party's here. So he was very nice. He let us in. Um, and uh, we saw Bubba inside. Uh, that was fun. Bubba. It was just like that. We took pictures in front of Rex and whatnot. Um, I sent it to Diggs too. I sent it to both you guys, right? And you responded with a picture of a gif of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> it was like no, a self-portrait it was of not some Jabba sort. Jabba the Hutt. Who was it? I'm not going to tell you if you okay. don't know. I don't remember. Oh, it was from. Uh, it's the guy from Weird Science. Then finally, yeah. Uh, well, I just glanced and I figured you were sending a self-portrait. No. Uh, anyway, so we portrait. we had a good time in there. They basically told us that the maximum drink per person was two. I think they want you out as fast. They want you in and out. Um, a couple, Ooh. I think one person in our group was able to order a third drink. Um, yeah. my complaint, my, my rant is that they have a drink that is, um, non-alcoholic that comes in a pour. It's $32. And then they have an alcoholic drink that also comes in a tiki glass. 
It's the scene of the Ewoks, like, when the Death Star's blowing up and there's, like, the fighter it's stuff It's called the Yub-Nub. The Yub-Nub. You're a so, Yub-Nub. So I ordered a Yub-Nub after my friend had ordered one. The Yub-Nub T- costs $10 more than the uh, Tiki. Pork, than yeah, the, than the Porg. Than the Porg. It's basically the compensation Even for though the they're alcohol. basically the same size. Yeah, but it's the alcohol that you're paying extra money for. So... The, the pork is a non-alcoholic drink. Oh, the pork is non-alcoholic? Yeah, oh, it's just was, pineapple juice and something else. So they... You're pineapple juice. I am. The uh, the Yub Nub, 10 minutes later, I, she came back and said, so we're out of the drink that comes in the Yub Nub. Do you want me to take it off or do you just want the cup or what? And I was like, well, just put whatever other drink in the cup that you want. You know, like, who cares? I mean, I prefer the one that they had because they said theirs was really good, our other friends. But... You know, you pick if it's a certain whatever. I don't care. Just put another drink in the cup. She comes back and says, the manager says your option is a soda. And I was like, well, no. The same that's, price? I said, no, that's not realistic. I mean, I am paying $10 more for alcohol. The least you could do is put something with alcohol in there. Your eyes to tell the whole story I right would have now. just waited and said, I'm guessing getting that another time. Well, yeah, but again, it's, the only reason I was even going to get into this place is because they... They like made magic. Basically, they accommodated me in a bad situation. But they're, you know, I'd been trying on my own to get in for better part of a whole day. Two and reservations. Now they're out of the drink you want, and now they're going to be out. They're not out of the cup. They're just out of the liquid. Right. And I, so I, she comes back and says, "Which is stupid." I go, "No, I want the cup either way, but just send the manager over. I can talk to her myself." She didn't want to come over and talk to me. So I said, I just, I fail to understand why you can't put a different drink in the cup. And she says, yeah, it's just the way the system's set up. We can't. And I was like, I don't mean, I don't know. I mean, don't you guys have spillage? Like, don't you have the ability to comp something? And she says, yeah, but not, but spillage needs to be real. And the alcoholic drinks can't be comped. So we went back and forth for a little bit. And finally she said, she obviously was getting a little frustrated, not really at me, but just that I wasn't accepting her answer. What a surprise. Yeah, right. We've seen you debate. We know how it is. Well, I was AT&T. being I was being nice though. And I just said I feel and Which my, is surprising and my, my friend Doug. My friend Doug was with me and he said, I'm an accountant and I'm on, and I'm with him. It doesn't make any sense why you can't comp a different drink or include a different drink or put a different drink down as spillage and put it here. And she just said, Listen, I'll give you two of any other drink that's non alcoholic. So you can pick any other two drinks that are non alcoholic. And pick one of those, not including the Porg, because that only goes in that glass. Again, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I fail to understand why. But nonetheless, we ordered the blue milk whatever, and it was a not frozen blue milk like they serve at the blue uh, milk Oh, you got stand. the one that's supposed to come with the, the donut on top. It's a cookie, yeah. It's yeah. like a it's like a three lay it's like chocolate something on a sugar cookie yeah which is the one last week remember i was saying that there was another milk and i was wondering about it if it was the same ingredients the same ingredients which we have verified the same same ingredients it's just it's just not slush it's not slush it's chilled so it's feet it tastes i'm sorry the texture is more like actual milk in the way that it's not slushy uh it's still uh, plant-based shit uh it is rice milk um well, it's, that's how they make it vegan. Everybody can have it. You're plant-based. So we ordered that, and we ordered one other to share, and uh, that was it. But that's my story is that they're super hard-nosed about something weird that you wouldn't think. Like, why would they care about what drink goes in what cup as long as their customer's happy? And I know they don't want people doing, well, like, particularly, switching things. It's not like they're you're just out. trying to 
It's not like you were just trying to substitute for the sake of substituting. It's not that. They it's were just... out of the drink. Yeah. They should have accommodated you at that point. Otherwise, I would have said, quit bitching and get the drink. You know, that'd be like trying to say, oh, well, that drink doesn't sound good. So no, I'm going to try and that. substitute. That wasn't the case at all. It was obviously a case that they didn't even have. They were totally out of the drink. Which but you 100% the their fault because they should not run out of anything. Not, it's a brand new, literally a brand new land. They should have enough to last a few days. Yeah, yeah. no, it's literally a brand new the land. They should, have, they should have enough to last forever. I mean, at least for a week, right? Well, they should they have, have enough to supply. last while they're open. They shouldn't be able to, they shouldn't run out of anything while they're open. Otherwise, it's just dumb and they're ill prepared, which is once again on brand for Disney. Well, they're back once again with that ill that's behavior. The, that's the epi- That's the name of this episode, by the it's way. What? Is on brand for Disney. <laughs> there you go. There, uh, yeah. It's like, and then you realize all of a sudden that you're really not in Galaxy's Edge. You're in Disneyland, <laughs> and they're not willing to substitute your alcohol. Uh, again, it wasn't amounted. We're not substituting. We're just they're out. That's not my fault. I tried to point that out several times. It's not my fault that you're out. And I think it's just in their meeting that they had, they realized that if they just tell people, sorry, it's either no cup or cup for the money, that people will choose cup. I mean, for all they knew, I'd waited two hours to get in and then sat there for an hour and that I just wasn't going to leave without it. You know, so why why do anything for me? And if I'm not going to buy it, somebody else is. Uh, it was at this point that that same manager said that they really don't have enough of these souvenir items to even last the next 10 days. So if you want it, she would suggest getting it now uh, because, like, again, 10 days from now we won't have them, and they could be gone for a while. Now, at this point, though, they I'm sure they're going to get them back, but they will be different. Uh, at this point, it's nice to point out that those items have stamped a Galaxy's Edge logo with the words first edition above the Galaxy's Edge logo as part of the logo. Uh, the... Uh, the uh, the Ranker Tooth flight beer flight that is seventy five dollars has it stamped on the bottom. I've actually seen a photo of that one. Uh, Tim says that the then well, the, the pork uh, and the yubnub the pork have the same and thing. the yubnub both have the same thing on the bottom. Uh, it is obvious that they that those are ones to d- identify for people who were there at the beginning and were able to get them at the beginning. At some point, presumably, they're going to bring those back, and they're going to either. Uh, I'm going to say they're just going to remove the first edition and it's just going to have the regular Galaxy's Edge branding on it, but they're still going to sell them. Uh, it'd be nice if they actually dropped them in price uh, slightly, particularly the beer flight. Uh, but, yeah, I'm uh, sure it'll just go up. But the uh, Yeah, so I mean, if you guys didn't get any of that stuff, fear not. I have no doubt that they'll bring that stuff back. It'll just have different branding on the bottom. It just won't be first edition. That's all. Or maybe they have the part of the shipment got delayed and they will have more first editions, but it's not going to be for two weeks or something. Who knows? There should not be an excuse. Shipment's delayed. Yeah, that's they know stupid. there's a brand new lands opening and yeah, they need to have all this crap ready. Yeah, that's well, I mean, dumb. the other thing with the blue milk uh, canteen or whatever that they have, those weren't there the first day and they weren't there at the cast preview either. And when I asked what's up with them, they said, oh, you know, the shipment, the, you know, the galactic shipment from the secondary planetary, whatever, you know, they, everything's in character, which is fun to some degree, but a little I think the shipment's been delayed is a uh, code for, we don't know. Yes. Uh, I don't, I would never, ever take them to their word that that's what the actual excuse is. That's probably just what they've all been 
told to say. When you talk to the manager, the when manager you, of the place is a little different than the no, guy filling the thing. No, it's not. The manager's still going to give you the stock answer. And well, no, the she, stock she answer, told us we don't have enough to last 10 days. Well, probably so because, she's the one that ordered them. Well, yeah, because not because they are missing a shipment, but because that's literally all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, let's bring it to the uh, how to get how you got into the cantina uh, for the first few days. It was basically a big cluster F. Uh, it was just basically a line going down the street in Galaxy's Edge in the side of uh, Black Spire Outpost, and just a line. And then when we were there, uh, how long a did different. you guys see the line go uh, on uh, the times you went, both your cast preview and uh, when you okay. went on the first day you went, because they were still doing just. Plain old lineup those days. So on the, the do- how far did you see the line if go out the door? If you're standing looking at the door, the line went to your right all the way down to where there's this little basically the end of the building, and then it looped back towards you. And it, when it got to the start point on the cast preview day, they had a break, and then the line went around the building on the backside. So it was a long time. It was a long time. Uh, now, we heard lots went, of reports of people waiting in line up to three hours and when two I went hours back, to get into the just to get into the cantina. When I went back, though, that secondary part had been nixed, and the line only went down and then back to its start point. So they wouldn't, and then they would wait for it to go at least half the way down the path before they've let people line up more. Well, at some point uh, over the weekend, they they realized uh, that they were being stupid. And that uh, they have already established a what's called the virtual queue. So let's go ahead and use it for uh, other things that uh, would be good for, uh, like the cantina. So after realizing that it was dumb to have a and really bad, uh, I looked really bad. I'm sure to walk down the street and see this big gross line going down the street of well, it wasn't of just their that, great Anthony. immersive land. No, it wasn't uh, just that it was bad with the line. The line was a thick line because it was a double wrap, right? And these people are not staying within like a small yellow, you know, yellow tape well, on the floor. Because people don't know how to queue correctly. They're yeah, they're lined up pretty thick. And then in addition to that, because the line's no longer accepting people, everybody that still wants into the line, even though it's not accepting people, are just milling about the area, or they're standing on the other side of the path, or whatever. That's what made it look really bad, is the fact that everybody else is still trying to get in. So Disney uh, surprisingly realized that they were doing things wrong, and they decided that they were going to uh, do things differently, which is a huge surprise that they actually realized that. Uh, But uh, I believe it was, what, on Sunday, or was it yesterday, that they uh, implemented now a virtual queue to get into... I think it was Sunday when you told me. I think so. Uh, they have initiated a virtual queue to get into Ogus Cantina. I, uh, I heard it didn't go very well the first day that people were still waiting and that the virtual queue filled up to the point where there still ended up being nobody uh, during certain periods not be able to get in there. Uh, but once you've gone in, apparently you can now join a virtual queue and then uh, you will get uh, a text or whatever to come back to the cantina at a specific time during your four-hour window and then that's been uh, seemingly working better. Uh, the, the I saw a couple people. Be a couple people said that they uh, today. I just saw people today uh, saying that they only waited twenty minutes uh, for their virtual queue to get in the cantina. When we walked, which by, is obviously much better than waiting in an actual line for two to three hours. Well, when we walked by yesterday, 
The line looked to be about a third of what it had been when I was there previously, but who knows how fast it was moving. Well, I don't know what they were doing because if you're doing a virtual queue, there well, shouldn't be what, a line. What the cast member said is that they, you go, you get a time to come back, and then once you get your time, you go check in. And, and then as people leave, they the, let you in. Then you get in line. Well, it sounds like they still need work to do, and it sounds like they obviously didn't think it through very very well because anytime, no matter what, if you have a line sticking out, it looks like shit. And you should have designed it where it was some sort of queue or some sort of waiting area for people to stand uh, or something like, uh, you know, at least have a, like a waiting area, like as if it was a real restaurant where that, you know, where you have to wait, like you're at uh, Black Angus and you have to wait in a waiting room. Well, if or they were going to plan on this or building or, or so... just be like, oh, do you want to go to sit at the bar while you're waiting for your table or something, you know? <laughs> You know, they, they have to they have to do something because otherwise it's just basically, you know, it's like the whole point of once again, just another example of their lack of thinking outside of the box and ahead about how things work uh, is ruining the immersion of the land by having to walk down that street and see a stupid line sticking out. Especially when none of those people are wearing costumes Speaking of because they're not letting you wear costumes in the park. Speaking of nothing, because he's talking. Uh Speaking of Oga's Cantina, we found out when buying a drink that the uh, Oga, this person, whoever she is or what she looks like, she's uh, the one in charge of the whole place. Yeah, you can hear her yelling all of Batu inside of. Oh, she's no all of Batu, like the whole planet that we that we went to was apparently run by Oga. She's in charge. Maybe the ride, the that part of it's run by uh, Hondo, but. She's a parent, right? Isn't that what they told us? She's in charge of the whole place. Uh, so I'd like to know what she looks like. Now, speaking of Hondo, something I asked him after, when you go into the ride, there's like You a, asked Hondo? No, I asked Diggs. Oh. There's a place He's where you see, you see Hondo, and then you Hondo says, okay, go on, and you start to go to where you load. You're talking about the animatronic Hondo? Yes. Oh, okay. And I asked Diggs after we passed that point if he felt like it was clear what oh right 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 if it was clear why we were using the falcon or why hondo had any control of the falcon and he was like yeah it went kind of fast right like they very very quickly say oh look there's chewy and will you let us borrow the falcon so the whole thing you had explained to us before about it was really quick I was like, going to say, so, I mean, if you guys didn't, I mean, I know you probably have forgotten. No, I, I remember your but, what you uh, said is that Chewie lets him use the Falcon so that he can, for some reason, we didn't know exactly why at the time, but Chewie lets him use the Falcon and it's on loan and then he has you using it. But basically it's that you want to, I'm trying to remember, that you're, uh, he's letting him use the Falcon so that so that he can make money, but also in the process get like coaxium for the resistance. But it's it's a little rushed and I feel like maybe like a little little card handed out or in something in the app that explains who Hondo is and why they're why they know each other or some backstory. Like remember when Indy opened there was backstory? Some backstory that explained who Oga is, uh-huh. who Hondo is, how they're connected to the land how that you know why would Chewie trust this guy to use his ship so on, and so on uh and i that's what i feel is missing 
they do explain it. I guess if you're paying super close attention and you're not talking to your friends at all <laughs> and you're hanging on every word, then yeah, you'll get a so lo- not you. You'll get a loose explanation as to what's going on. But no, but that's most people are talking to their friends and they're not paying attention. And well, that's their problem. <laughs> how do you? How are you so unsympathetic to all of you? Like to everyone? Hey, hey I got one word. Yeah, Forky. Forky. So that's my complaint about uh, Olga's Cantina. She's in charge and she's super stingy with her booze. <laughs> uh, maybe she drank it all. It's her I fault. Mean, maybe. I don't know. She sure had managers that looked like they worked at Disneyland, though. I, mean, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Rex was super cool. He's like doing this kind of thing. Like he keeps putting his arm up. He does have. I want to compare photos of him to the old Rex because he does have what looks like a microphone in front of his mouth. Oh, I thought he had like uh, one of those wraparound microphones, like built into his like. Uh jaw plate or something he might but it looks like an actual like old school microphone like a a version of that kind of right where his mouth would be but again that might be the design and i'm just not remembering and by rex uh, he obviously means dj r3x rex as in captain rex from the old star tours yeah but uh, now we know now moved on to uh batu and is spinning uh beats down at uh, oga's cantina uh, I saw a really cool. No uh, music that I'd heard, by the way. This is there's no popular music in there. It's all sort of spacey, electronic sounding stuff. Cool, but it's not. Again, I listen to electronic music, so it's nothing I've ever heard. They obviously probably created like a ninety minute loop or something, or a two hour loop, figuring that's the longest somebody'd want to be in there, and then they started over again. Uh, but again, it could have been the same thing every four songs, and I probably wouldn't the, have noticed. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh that uh during the uh we'll we'll talk about that next uh the uh the when the the day of the grand opening when all the stars and stuff were there there was a cool uh shot of uh Paul Rubens uh filming He was Rex. there? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he was there on the night of the grand opening thing and there was a shot of him uh filming Rex. <laughs> Cool. You have to really send cool. that to me. That's a good one. I don't have it. Oh. I don't even remember who posted it. So uh, Rex, when it was when he was on Star Tours, does do they ever print his name anywhere at that point, or does he just say my name's Rex and I'll my be name there? is Captain? I'm Captain. Re- I'm Captain Rex. That's yeah. Uh, he just says there's, it. it's not like he has a name tag. Uh, there's no canon stuff where he's like he's, they print out how his name is spelled. No, uh, well, I think the first time you see how his name is spelled is when his the, his, the action figure came out. Okay, so that's what I was wondering. Which was uh, probably about ten years ago or so when the, they had a line of uh, uh, Star Tours figures that came out mm-hmm. uh, back when Star Tours still just had the little section of uh, Star Trader. Right. Uh, they had a, a set of uh, figures that came out, and Rex was one of them, and. I think he was a uh, exclusive or something or there. Right. So, I mean, he's a droid, right? Just like R2-D2, C-3PO. Rex is a droid, and his name is R3-X. Right. He just pronounces it Rex. Right. And I didn't, re- I didn't quite get that until <clears throat> I saw it with my eyes, like, written out in front of me. So, that's the, the more you know. Do-do-do. Yeah. Reading Rainbow. Uh, that's 
Like, uh, I have it as my uh, Twitter, and I don't know if in case you wondered what that was. The Reading uh, Rainbow? J3-RK0 uh, was what uh, Chopper was originally going to be called on Rebels. Was uh, J3-RKO, which spells out Jerko. He heard okay. Jerko. He is. He really is. Well, I do <laughs> have it as my... Anthony Jerko is my... Uh, that's your Twitter? That's my Twitter, Anthony oh. Jerko. Well, you're a Jerko. Thank you. And if I was on Twitter, I probably would have already known that. Yeah, you would have, <laughs> but you're not on Twitter because you're boring. All right, so you guys have anything else to say about that? I'm Otherwise, too busy we will, looking at cats on Instagram. We will talk about the uh, the cool uh, little uh, rather short grand opening thing that they did on... Uh, what was that? Thursday, right? Uh, final thoughts, Jerry. Uh... You remember last time? This would be last week. I, I remember kind of, things, and I so wasn't. Probably... I wasn't sure how I felt about the Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, feel like Disneyland. I that's complete. I mean, that's gone <laughs> now. Okay, so you were just being stupid. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I mean, I know why I felt. I know why I was conflicted. Is because, because you're stupid. Is because oh. I really love Disneyland, and oh, it didn't feel like Disneyland. Well, it's not supposed to. That I mean, I'm right. There's I'm only right? so much. No, I was right at the time. There is only so much to do. And that you, it's all stuff to spend money on except for one ride. And that's only going to be remedied once the other ride opens. I agree. And I've said from the beginning that even three rides seemed not enough uh, to have a lot of stuff to Instead do. of doing three, ri- re- three rides, they put one really big ride and one pretty big ride. And the right. one we've been on so far is the pretty big one. The really big one's going to open later. Right, and uh, just a note on that, that I have uh, seen things that apparently uh, from people that know what they're talking about or people that know people. They're delayed even People that know people that know people saying that the ride works perfectly for two hours and then for some reason the whole system just shuts down and it can take anywhere from two to eight hours to reboot the system. Damn. So the ride works perfectly for four hours. And then, for some reason, the system shut itself, such shuts itself off. That was a guest nightmare situation. So no wonder it's not open. So uh, that's so I heard from somebody. That's what that I, I know. that's what I read from. Uh, obviously, from somebody who this sounds it just sounds too uh, specific to be made up. So I know somebody in management that told me. Now, they're not in a department that would know this, but they they associate with people that are in those departments. So what I was told is that uh, it's probably not till the end of the year, and it's very likely that Florida won't open with both rides either. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if the rides are identical, they would be having the same problem with both rides unless this one's haunted and that one's not. So Right. Was- you know what? From a marketing standpoint, it makes sense that they want to open these things staggered. Simply because then you got to they get the chance to sell a lot more one day tickets. I mean, they're not thinking about pass holders; they're thinking about people that are buying one day tickets. And it makes a lot of sense that somebody would book and want to be one of the first people into Disneyland for the uh, for the May thirty first through June whatever release. You know, the the early first people in type of thing. And then guess what? Those people very likely might might either come back here or plan a Walt Disney World trip as soon as they announce when the when it's going to open with the Rise of the Resistance. Well, I mean, the majority of people are going to think that it's not worth the uh, the effort for the amount of things that there is to do there. 
I can totally understand that because most people uh, come to We also have a lot of psycho Star Wars fans. Most people come to Disneyland to do things. Yes, but that on the on the flip side of that, you have people you have two different kinds of people that are that will be the kind that will love to just be in there. You have the type of people like us who go to Disneyland just basically to kind of hang out and uh, don't go on a lot of rides, don't do a lot of things, just kind of hang out there for the ambiance. Galaxy's Edge is perfect for that. That's exactly what it is. It's 100% ambiance. And then number two, you have the people also like us, or at least me uh, particularly, uh, that are super psycho Star Wars fans, like you said, that are just like basically wetting themselves, just even stepping into the place uh, that is just like, uh uh-huh. You know, basically, as soon as you walk in, it's just like it's everything is Star Wars. It's like what they've been waiting their whole lives for, uh, and uh, you know that's all there is to it. I mean, those are the kind of those are the people that are going to get the most out of Galaxy's Edge now. Uh, even with only one ride open, there could be no rides open, and there would still be uh, the, the the same type of people who would enjoy being in in Galaxy's Edge, even if there was no ride, just because it's just just being there is uh an experience for them uh yeah so i mean uh then you got your stupid star wars fans who are like well i'm not gonna go because it's all sequel trilogy stuff they're not even representing the the ot there and i just i just want to be angry about everything well let's not talk about screw last jedi why give them the 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 benefit of even discussing them. Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. We'll see when uh, when Rise of the Resistance opens. I mean, obviously they're going to get another surge of people showing up just for that. I mean, you've got to uh, hope that be they can get crazy. it open before the the Rise of the Skywalker opens. Well, yeah, you'd like not even that. You just would like to. They would probably want to have it open for Christmas because Christmas is obviously the biggest uh, time, next biggest time of the year. And oh, if they can't yeah. have it open for for uh, summer, then you want to have it open for Christmas. So they have to be shooting for November, but then you know, just like with World of Color, shit happens. <laughs> and uh, if they can't, if it's not ready, then you know, then we're looking at uh, we're looking at uh, the Inside Out ride or Jesse's Critters. Where oh, I guess we're not getting that shit until next year. All right, so let's talk about the uh, little opening ceremony, the official opening ceremony. Uh, to once again, people, uh, well, how can we don't get to go to the opening ceremony? Well, because you're not famous. I don't know. Uh, or you're not important. Uh, or you could say you've been busting your ass for five years being a Star Wars fan and uh, you didn't get an invite to go to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, those who are know will understand what that joke means. But, uh, yeah, so they had this cool opening ceremony. It was uh, televised live by way of the uh, Disney Parks blog app uh, and on YouTube, which is how I was able to watch it on my big TV. Uh was through YouTube, and it was really cool. Uh, the lighting and everything was really nice that they had. Then they had fireworks. Yeah. And uh, real quick uh, on the lighting, I just want to say that was Tim the Text Company who did the lighting. Of course, for that. it was <laughs> nice. Uh, the uh, it was really cool. They uh, had, uh, of course, uh, uh, by, by Bob Iger got up there and uh, had a few words. And uh, really surprisingly, uh, Lucas. Came out. And, George, uh, Lucas. George Lucas I was didn't, there. I didn't expect 
I, he hasn't been at anything in how long? Yeah, George Lucas was not to be was not expected. My friend um, Jesse said he totally expected him because it's George Lucas and this is the biggest thing they've done. The land, at least, is the biggest thing they've done in a long time maybe. for Star Wars. I mean, it's not definitely but nice I, that he was there. Uh, Mark Hamill had basically uh, he telegraphed already. That he, he basically telegraphed that he was going to be there, so he was no surprise at all. Uh, Billy D. Williams, kind of not as much of a surprise, but. Uh, uh, he, he basically was a to me. Uh, he basically came out and made the same joke that he made at uh, Star Wars Celebration uh, about uh, always being ready to be Lando. So uh, that was a little bit like, oh, well, nice making the same joke again. But I still love Billy D. So whatever. Uh, and then uh, the big surprise of all was uh, when Harrison Ford came out. And Do you think that's a bigger surprise than George Lucas? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. But not because Harrison Ford doesn't go to nothing. Uh, especially after he had just got done saying uh, a couple days ago in an interview, he was uh, talking shit or something about, uh, uh, you know, being done with Star Wars or something. He probably did that just to throw oh, off I know. The, he, throw it off that he was going to be there. Oh, I know. That's just like uh, him saying that he was going to start filming Indiana Jones next week, even though anybody that knows anything knows that that's bullshit. But yet, every single clickbait website has now posted it as fact, even though everybody. Who knows anything knows that Spielberg they're, they're starts like a year away. Or no, something. well, still Spielberg starts filming West Side Story next week, so it's impossible oh. for him to film Indiana Jones and West Side Story at the same time, unless somebody else is directing it. No, in, he's in both the, directing. He's directing. He's directing for sure. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so, anyways, so yeah, uh, I thought Harrison Ford was a much huger surprise than any of the others. Uh, Harrison doesn't show up for anything. Uh, I mean, he more traditionally wears shirts that say like "Screw Star Wars" and like Han Solo's dead. I mean, uh, I'm still really bummed that he wasn't there at Star Wars Celebration in 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, then uh, that was because he had just had an accident or something. Oh, that was when he broke his leg uh, on the. Or he had had that accident with the airplane, the, the door of the Millennium Falcon. Remember? Yeah, fell yeah, on his yeah. leg, oh. and that's why he wasn't able to go to Star Wars Celebration in 2015. But then he was at. Uh, then he was at Comic-Con, which I was like, well, screw you, Comic-Con. But uh, anyways, so yeah, Harrison showing up was a really big surprise. Uh, he missed a uh, cue, but he missed a cue in the best possible way. I, yeah, uh, because that. he basically turned to the camera and said, Peter, this one's for you. And uh, as a, as a uh, homage to uh, Peter Mayhew, who had just passed. and uh, he, But him doing that... Uh, um, he wasn't obviously supposed to do that because then the he was supposed to hit the Millennium Falcon and make it come on. Uh, but while he's saying that, he turns around and the Millennium Falcon comes on before he even hits it. Uh, but I, like I said, he missed his cue because of the best possible reason. So, uh, but it was really cool. And then they did that. The Millennium Falcon came on, and there was lights and fireworks, and there all kinds of cool things. And you know, uh, it was really neat. We're forgetting. Chewie was in the cockpit. Yes, Chewie's in the cockpit. Uh, Han talked to Chewie, and uh, that's probably what inspired him to say, Peter, this is this one's for you. Oh, he looked up and saw Chewie. Yeah, there, he saw yeah. Chewie, so he probably thought of it right off the cuff. Because obviously, like I said, it wasn't planned because of the timing. Uh, so did you, did uh, it you was definitely a nice little moment. Did you teared up at all? Yes, I bawled all over the floor. I got a little teared up. I did, legitimately. No, it was definitely it. a nice moment. I actually didn't even realized who he was shouting out for a second then it occurred to me oh peter mayhew duh and i'm like well who's peter it made me think like why no mention of care i mean i know it's been a while but carrie fisher as well but yeah 
No, I mean, yeah, Peter was a little bit more fresh, so. And then afterwards, there was a nice little moment uh, while Bob Iger was talking that uh, you could see uh, Mark Hamill go behind Bob Iger and start whispering things to uh, Harrison Ford. And, you know, they were just having a big old laugh about it and uh, whatever. So yeah, they're trying to, so Bob Iger didn't get to hear what they were saying? No, he's <laughs> not cool enough for that. So uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about the uh, the opening ceremony thing? I just like that Chewie was in the cockpit. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. All right, so once again, final thoughts, Jerry? I um, Well, I texted Anthony saying there's a lot to take in when you come into this new world. That's true. Galaxy's Edge leaves you possessed. Wow. So if you guys are like us and just love Star Wars, you just have to go in there and just like take it all in and go slow and just look at everything. It's going to take you a while before you see all the details and and uh, Easter eggs. And uh, Tim showed me a hidden Mickey over there, so it was pretty cool. It's the only one I found. Yeah, I heard there's other ones around there. Uh, there is a uh, Raiders of Lost Ark or uh, Indiana Jones reference uh, well, somewhere in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, there are jerks who are taking pictures of and just posting it on the oh, internet. Of course. Because, uh, you know, people are jerks. I surprised i haven't seen somebody posted in uh in tim's group because there are a lot of jerks in tim's group yeah that do shit like that so like aaron uh but uh i'm surprised i haven't seen that but uh yeah if you guys are uh, next time you guys are there keep an eye out for uh i believe it's the ark of the covenant but i don't know there might be other indiana jones easter eggs i did know. notice a good easter egg in the not cargo hold of the falcon is um <laughs> the uh the training helmet and I saw orb. it in the video. Yeah, you can see the uh, the training remote and the uh, the blood the helmet with the blast shield that Luke uh, puts on uh, for when, his lightsaber when they're, training. Uh, doing their lightsaber training on the way to Alderaan in Star Wars. So that was kind of cool to see that there. Uh, that was not really a surprise. And uh, it just sits. Up, it's like sitting in a little thing above the the, the yeah inside the, the Millennium Falcon and all that. There's there's probably lots of uh, little uh, little Easter eggs. Uh, most of the things seem pretty blatant. A lot of things outside will just be like references to uh, stuff from the movies or the books. So it's just a matter of knowing what's what. Uh, I'll be interested in to see if there's anything in there that's somehow uh, related to any of the Thrawn or to the Thrawn book or to him having been there or anything. You're so, a Thrawn. Thank you. I so, like uh, yeah, so that's cool. Uh, anyth- anything else? Anything else? No. No. All right, well, we're going to end this Galaxy's Edge uh, with yet another uh, little short rant from me uh, because uh, I'm just kind of like I'm mixing it into the uh, the, the discussion. So It's, that a, we, ma- it's a mix-in rant situation. Yeah, I haven't been there, so at least this helps me feel like I'm part of it by ranting about it. Uh, we've been talking for months about, oh, what are they going to do with security? Are they just going to have security walking around looking like security and, and ruining the uh, the atmosphere. We could not imagine that that would be the case. Uh, we thought, you know, because I mean, how hard it would be just to come up with. Uh, I mean, I can understand if they can't put security in stormtrooper uniforms. I can understand <laughs> that, uh, but at least make them uh, have uh, some sort of first order uniform. Uh, they could put them in a legit first order uniform. Uh, they could even dress them up like uh, in the uh, Imperial days. They had what was called ISB, uh, which wore like a black or like a black or gray jacket with white pants. Uh, that or something similar to maybe like Krennic's uniform or something like that. They could have done any number of things, and it wouldn't have been that much extra trouble for them to come up with one more uniform 
out of all the uniforms that they came up with, the costumes they came up with for Galaxy's Edge, it wouldn't have been that hard to come up with one more uniform for security uh, and then not that hard just to assign certain particular people to be security and to wear those uniforms. Well, no, of course not. They failed. Uh, Diggs sent me a photo on Monday of a single solitary security guard <laughs> uh, wearing his normal stupid standout uniform. And no, of course, uh, you know, if security were smart, uh, they could think, well, we're, we're in our uniform. We don't really blend in. Maybe I'll stay to the side sides of the street so that way I'm not uh, totally standing out. No, he's walking in the middle of the street, standing out, just do 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 do. I'm an idiot, security. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a red cop. I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't care about the guests. I'm just here to get my eight hours in and go home. Uh, yeah, that's basically what this idiot looks like. Well, and report people for their phone cases. <laughs> yeah, forget and apparently that. report people their phone cases. No, this guy is an actual inside the park uh, security. You know, they're a little bit more uh, seasoned. But uh, yeah, no, this idiot's just walking down the middle of the street. Uh, he could have been. He could at least have had some had some uh, you know sense of the fact that uh, oh, I'm already ruining the quote unquote immersion of this land by not having a Galaxy's Edge related uh, costume on. Uh, and I could be staying, I could try to stay in the shadows and not look so obvious. But no, I'm just going to walk down the middle of an empty street looking like an idiot. So once again, Disney, you have failed. You have failed this city. Did they fail it on rock and roll? Yes. So you want to know who else is in the no, house? That does was not an, that have was, any special costume no, in Galaxy's that was, Edge? That was an arrow uh, reference, but whatever. Uh, you have failed. You didn't. You couldn't do just this one thing. Not just one. Uh, Guess so, who else has no uh, Galaxy's Edge? Well, it's not uniform. custodial because I know custodial has uniform. They absolutely do, but the the plaids don't. Guess relations. Oh well, that and I, they could. They could have a cool plaid looking uniform for. But Galaxy's they are off Edge. to the side. You're talking about the the ones at the kiosk. They are, but. Plaids will walk through the land for whatever other reason. Oh, if they're yeah, with our guests. Plaids yeah. tend to blend in, though, with the guests. You don't stand out like this freaking idiot walking down the middle of the street where there's nobody else around him. That guy is not blending in. Plaids are at least in a group of people, and at least they're blending in with the rest of the people. Uh, now, granted, it would have been nice to have maybe given the plaids a nice something. But, but what I if they're walking around with guests? Right. Plaids, I understand. I get it. But if you could come up with a uniform for custodial, who traditionally has worn white ever since Walt's day, and uh, there were even people that said, oh, they should never change from the white. It's Walt chose white, which I doubt that's true, but uh, it might be. But, uh, you know, this is, they chose, they changed uh, custodial, which is, which is, you know, almost a no-no. Uh, they could have changed the security and had them win, were something that would have made them even look cooler. You know, if I would have been security, I would have wanted to work Galaxy's Edge in the possibility of wearing a cool uh, First Order uniform or something. But no, once again, Disney fail on the immersion. You can't wear costumes. You can't carry your lightsaber around. You can't dress up your phone. You can't do nothing, and you can't even walk through Galaxy's Edge without seeing a freaking security you know, guard. As far as the security guards go, they could very easily have roaming guys that are in costume that don't approach people and then just have the other guys like waiting near the entrances or whatever. But they, 
Ugh, it's really well, even crazy. then, how hard would it have been not to just have every single security in Galaxy's Edge being undercover? How hard would that well, have that's been? That's what I mean, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like you don't need costume uniform security inside of Galaxy's Edge if you don't want to give them an extra uh, costume to wear. Just have undercovers, and it's not that difficult to have undercovers. You could even just dress up since they have uh, Galaxy's Edge cast members that are running around and doing like like I was talking about how the the resistance people they had resistance people running around. They could even just have them wear other uh, uniforms from within Galaxy's Edge and just pretend walking around pretending like they're another cast member, but they're actually undercover security. They don't need to be walking around in their stupid bright white. Bright blue, stupid hat, uniform, ruining the atmosphere, and that's all I'm going to say about it. It's just I'm done with it. I'm just Disneyland. You had one job. You've had several opportunities to improve things that you guys do with security. You've had several opportunities to loosen your 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 gatekeeping rules that mean nothing, and that just gives a false sense of security because that really has nothing to do with security. But you just fail, fail, fail. I guess it's a good thing that Galaxy's Edge is, it, itself is a slam dunk because you uh, can't get everything all right. So, you know, you're stupid. That's all. Hey, so you know what security has no control over? What? The mail. All right, so our first email is a returned emailer who's been on uh, hiatus and had to be an adult or something. I don't know what he's doing. I guess we're going to find out. And that is from Mr. Knight, and his subject line is, I'm back, y'all. I think the last time we heard from him was when he uh, gave us a big, long food review. Well, he gives us a big, long review of something here. So, yeah, let's see what he has to say. Is that my cue? I think so. I'm cued. Uh, Mr. Knight says, what's up, guys? It's been a long time since I've written here to you guys. I have had a hectic life and have to. I had to adult for a while. Ooh, nobody likes adulting. Okay. Uh, which meant no Disney for way too long. Yes, I finally caught up with all the podcasts, so I figured... I would come back in an epic way. Epic spoilers coming about sewage. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> you like that sewage? I like that. So tune out if you don't want to hear about it. Well, we've too already, bad. We've, we've already spoiled everything, <laughs> so don't worry. That was the whole episode. <laughs> so I was able to snag opening day Galaxy's Edge reservations, and better yet, got to close out the day in cue up to Anthony's voice singing a whole new world. I'm singing this time though, by the way, this is Tim. So Tim, whatever with your review of Star Wars galaxy's edge, this is what he thought. He thought Myra's better. I, I retract my original. I was confused. I don't know. I mean, I, I have my reasons, but moving along, uh, my experience was out of this world. The land is really cool. And seeing the reviews of people and friends, I think that the land shines the most at night, which I've not, I've not experienced, I experienced it just after dark, but I don't think it's really lit up yet at that point. But uh, I can't wait to experience it like at night night, which is when I go over the very last time. Uh, my experience out of the world, the lighting of the land is awesome, especially around the Millennium Falcon. Tim was right that it really does feel like you're not in Disneyland and it feels like you could be inside an actual film set. I haven't been on any film sets. But, I have uh, many. I mean, not... I've been on film sets, but non, none that felt immersive. I was uh, really big in Germany. Were you? Yeah. Oh. Have you been on a film set that made you feel immersed like that? I was on the set of a Minority Report. That that could be immersive sometime, yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the cast members were really into their roles. 
that's not something we we something we didn't talk about, but we can go to in the closing. Uh, and some, I was able to actually break out of character and have chats <laughs> the whole about the whole experience, which was really cool. Now, for myself, I had plenty of time to do everything that I wanted to do. Were you able to get uh, close to lining up at the front of the pack to get into the lands so that that set us up for success? First thing we did was walk through most of the lands en route towards Smuggler's Run. We waited probably 10 minutes to get on that ride. Badass ride, and now in my top three rides. However, it was, it is not number one. If the ride was maybe number, uh, was maybe five minutes longer, then it would be number one. The whole experience walking through the queue and the driver's lounge was so cool, and the uh, new, and knew that it was super upbeat and really made you get pepped or prepped. Now there are different ways to do this ride, and I have heard there are different ways to end it. Like if you completely destroy and do bad during the ride, then when you exit, all the lights are flickering and it sounds like hell's breaking loose. Well, we did good and ended up making some money. The second thing we did was hit up the cantina. Now this was really the longest line that we had. Hint, wait around the area and be ready to jump in line once they reopen it, which now they're doing things a little differently like we talked about. Now, I literally say be ready to jump in. We we were waiting and noticed when they closed it off because a group of cast members stand at the end. And as soon as they walk off, they say, it's open. And it was crazy how quickly everyone just rushed in the line. So we were finally able to get in uh, after about 30-minute wait. Here's where Disney did an awesome job. The bar looks badass. The DJ Rex and his boost was awesome. And it literally felt like you were in a club inside. The energy was vibrant. My only two complaints are that there isn't enough sitting. And damn it, Disney, why does everything have to be so expensive? $12 for a beer? Yeah, here, I here. still... Huh? Here, here. Here, here. Uh, yeah, I still paid it, but just to be able oh, to say that I drank at Oga's Cantina. Uh, real quick, just to interject real quick, I just want to... Uh, I was doing some comparison of the prices in the cantina and of the food, actual food. I was doing comparison with, uh, once again, Universal and Harry Potter... And the uh, whereas beers and stuff at Harry Potter or like in Moe's and stuff like that were only like eight or nine dollars compared to the twelve dollars uh, entrees at the three broomsticks, which is probably the nicest place to eat in Harry Potter, uh, range from like uh, twelve to eighteen or sixteen dollars is the highest, whereas uh, food at Docking Bay. Seven ranges from about fifteen to twenty something or more dollars. So they have ribs. Uh, yes, there's when also was ribs. The last time you were Universal, just a couple years ago. I'm saying the prices of things may have gone up. I too. doubt it's gone up that much, though. They have gone up, but actually, I think they've. I think that is the gone up price, and the portions once, uh, and also the portions. The portions at Universal are like ridiculous, and uh, they're big. Yeah, you get huge portions, especially in Harry Potter. You know, when I ate in the cantina, you know, I'm going to finish his, and I can talk about when I ate in the cantina. I didn't see any food. I saw them carrying food at one point, but I didn't really notice it on the menu. Uh, He goes on to say that the third thing we did was, of course, had to get a food review from me, which you will get a nice video, and you can play, uh, which I'll send in a text since the file's too big. So it had been a long time coming. Looking forward to coming back with more regular emails. Mr. Night Out. But, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Notice a food item on the menu that I could order, but at the same time, 
I, I did see them carrying food at one point. Uh, it's really odd if they wouldn't have like some sort of at least an appetizer or something that they created for inside of Oga's. They had like a little kitty appetizer, which was like sort of jello something in a cup with like, but I didn't see any like food food. You'd think that they'd want to serve food just in case somebody had like a, you know, got drunk really easily. You know what I mean? They don't want people like not having the option to eat with their alcohol and then stumbling. I think the idea is is that as at least as of right now that they're trying to get you just in and out. They don't want to because food makes you uh, be there longer. Well, it also takes longer to prepare food, which means that you're there even longer waiting for your food as opposed to a drink, which just, just they just make real fast and throw at you and then. Drink that shit and get out, bitch. Bye. All right, thank you for your email, Mr. Knight. Uh, glad to see you back. Next email is from Dan the Mailman, and his uh, subject line is, I would walk 8.3 miles. That's what I did yesterday for Senior Activity Day. We went to the park with now former students that wanted me to show them around Disneyland. I rarely do all-day trips, but made an exception for this and insisted they buy Max Pass to make the day easier. Turned out pretty good. Did 15 attractions between both parks. Damn. Mostly the big rides, including the returning of Soren over California. Ah, what nostalgia. And a picture that isn't bent from the screen like around the world. All this included shopping, eating, and snacks, and picture stops. So overall, a good day. But man, am I spent. Exactly what I told Dan last night because I was so tired. Uh, even ran into Diggs getting some lunch before he headed into Galaxy's Edge. This was apparently before Tim argued with Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come for the next argument, Dan. Uh, uh, managed to pick up a few collectible maps and one of the pins. I need a shirt now. Maybe when I go back on Tuesday and Thursday next week for my own journey to Batu. So a good long day overall, though I won't be doing that long again for a while. Uh, the plan for next week is to try to record with you after my first trip to the Outer Rim, Dan out. So Dan wants to uh, come over on the podcast and tell us what he thought of Batu. So that'd be pretty cool. Excuse you. <laughs> tight. I predict that we'll be talking a lot about uh, Galaxy's Edge and everything. Probably, probably for the probably next off and on months, for the yeah. next few months, and then probably then even more as uh, we get news of whether when Re- Rise of the Resistance opens. And well, stuff because like that, we're going to so. be experiencing things in different ways, right? And it's all you know. We're at Disneyland. We know what's up. So it's only when they change something do you bother get, mentioning it. Get rid of drinking fountains. Right. We mentioned things <laughs> that they're changing at Disneyland because everybody knows it so well, but. This whole area is brand new to all of us. You know, our experience this time might be completely different than tomorrow or the next day or whenever we go a month, two, three, four months from now. We might realize, like he said, that the Millennium Falcon has all these different endings and we don't even really realize. Uh, I did notice. Actually, no, that's actually interesting. The last time you and I rode, I noticed something about the way that the ride was that I thought was different. And it's just that he said that that made me think about it. For some reason, I was distracted at the time. The Do you remember when we went into hyperspace the second time? And then we sort of entered an asteroid field before coming down onto the planet? No. So that asteroid field is part of the ride. You're like flying, not trying to hit uh, rocks and asteroids and the thing before eventually you go down to the planet. Well, I don't and know. That's when uh, uh, Chewie took over. 
Right, and Chewie takes over right at the very end when you go to the planet. That asteroid's supposed to be more of a, a part of the ride, and for some reason we didn't experience it when we went. Oh. But the other times I've been on, you were literally like flying through the asteroid field. And I'm going to ask one of them. In fact, if you can remember or remind me tomorrow, I'll ask one of the cast members why the last time I rode, I didn't experience the asteroid field. And maybe they can let us know what it is that you do that causes different stuff to happen. Not crash it. All right. Thank you for your email, Dan, the mailman and uh, Mr. Knight. All right. So like we uh, like they just said, we're going to be talking about Galaxy's Edge for a while. Whoa. Because no uh, Giselle, no Giselle is it for emails. Whoa, and uh, we're gonna be talking about Galaxy's Edge for a while. When's her reservation? I don't know, and uh, we're going again tomorrow, so we will come back next week tell you uh, the newer things that we noticed, and especially doing the Disney Parks Play app, whatever it's called. We're gonna be doing that tomorrow, and uh, while you do that app, it actually will uh, record what you do on the Millennium Falcon. So then you'll get a sense of so. records it like, or the, the statistics. Yes. Okay. So you'll know how you did and I'll tell you, and then we'll go from there. Now we got a pretty high percentage. We had like, over, I didn't see it. You said that was, was good. Over, but I didn't see it. it was like 43% or 44%. Uh, that's by far the highest I've gotten. I got the three times I've ridden. I got 31 twice and 34 once, but this, the time with you was the best one yet. Cause I was there. Well, you were doing the up and down and honestly doing a far better job of it than anybody else that I'd been with. It took me a while to figure it out. Uh, and then I, once I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay. It's basically like, kind of like you're driving in a car. You know how you just basically just, you know, you're going back you, and forth. You want to be like uh, sort of flowy with it. You don't yeah. want to jerk. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. So I fi- Cause I, we crashed once, but then I figured it out. I was going up, you know, going up the down and then this guy over here is going to side to side. So. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, hey, if you guys uh, been to uh, Batu, excuse you, and uh, you want, please uh, just email us. Let us know what you guys thought of it, uh, what you guys did, and the best parts of it, and the worst parts, and all that stuff. Give us your v- review. All you have to do is email us. Mousepire. <laughs> excuse you. Why does it sound weird? Mousepire at gmail dot com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties. Or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Most Part Podcast. Tim and I enjoyed our journey to Batu. We did. Yes, it was fun. And uh, we will be going again and again. And again and again. Where are we going? We're going to Batu. Gazuntite. There you go. All right. So, um, hey, don't forget um, a lot of things are going on at the parks, like uh, beginning of the brand new old fireworks show from the 60th fireworks show is going on now. So you can check that out if you want or not. I don't know. Everyone thinks it was the best show ever, but um, yeah, I don't agree with that nope no no but you can go check that out if you want and um, when did that start that starts today right yes yeah, starts today so yeah yay for that and uh, uh if you and if you missed uh mickey's mix magic like i did well too late too bad and uh i don't know if it'll ever come back 
I hope it does. I really do. It was a really cool show. Yeah, I do too. I, they talked. We talked with the the plaid I, we were telling you about, and they said that they thought she said she thought it was going to be the the winter the off season show, basically the winter show because it doesn't require any fireworks. So it's like easy for them in the winter when it's windier and stuff to just do that show. That's that'd be what cool. she thought. I mean, that'd be I mean, if if that happens, that'd be awesome. And because uh, it's it's a really good show, I do enjoy it with. And without fireworks, so hopefully we can see the return of Mickey's mixtape. Chicken, chicken, mixtape. Fresh. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about, just uh, mention one more thing that uh, apparently, as usual, uh, openings of new things and cr- new crowds at Disneyland has brought the crazies out of the woodwork. And uh, the opening of Galaxy's Edge is no different. Starting on Friday... Uh, their po- posters or pictures started coming out of uh, people coming in through the uh, off of the east entrance to the uh, the resort uh, from the uh, Catella side, and uh, we saw uh, that there were people with uh, the usual uh, billboards and stuff. Now in the past, uh, like at uh, D twenty three Expo and at some of the conventions over at the convention center. Usually it's the uh, the the religious uh, crazies with their sign uh, signs like uh, you know uh, stuff like that and all. That. And then of course you know they've had the Star Wars people have gone out and done their follow the dark side uh, and made fun of those people. Well, this is a whole different set of crazies because these are your anti-vax craze- crazies. Somehow I don't know where the correlation between Galaxy's Edge and anti-vaxxers came up. Uh, or even how these people get, got together. Uh, what is really disturbing about these people is that they are obviously hardcore Star Wars fans because there are some on-point uh, cosplays amongst those people that have been out there in front of uh, on on a uh, harbor uh, with their picket signs and stuff, uh, um, protesting and uh, you know showing their anti-vaxxerness. Uh, but they have had some on-point cosplays, so these people are not just like you know some stupids. Uh, they, well, they are stupid, but they are these people aren't just some casual jerkos. They're they're actual like Star Wars fans because I saw a legit-looking stormtrooper. I saw some legit-looking Imperial uniforms. I saw a legit-looking uh, Hoth Leia costume. So I don't know where these people come out of the woodwork, but uh, the it's just I don't understand what. Uh, anti-vaxxers has to do with Galaxy's Edge. Uh, these people, once again, just making a false equivalency with something that has nothing to do with anything and just using it as an excuse to spread their nonsense. Uh, nobody has time for that, and uh, definitely nobody has time for any anti-vaxxers to bring their their unvaccinated children to Galaxy's Edge uh, where they'll spread their, uh, their uh, stupidness amongst the galaxy, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So, anyways, you know where you know you know where you're not going to find any uh, anti-vaxxer propaganda, and that's on our uh, social medias because we don't have time for that, uh, and it's stupid. So, uh, Mousepire on the Facebook, uh, at Mousepire on Twitter and Instagram, and Mousepire on the Snapchats. The snippities in the Snapchats. All of your Galaxy's Edge information from. Uh, the trips to the uh, parks and stuff and everything that uh, Diggs has been making and anything that Tim has shared to Diggs to share uh, will be found on all the uh, social medias. I know that uh, he was probably Snapchatting while he was there yesterday. Uh, he was probably uh, Snapchatting uh, when he's going to be there tomorrow, but you guys will have already missed that. So uh, just mm-hmm. keep an eye out. He's going to let you know and just follow the social medias. 
And uh, if you guys have been to Galaxy's Edge and you guys want to let us know your thoughts, as always, mousepire at gmail.com. Subject line, whatever the hell you want to talk about. <laughs> Hashtag it might take two trips. Or more. To, like, you know, not think you hate it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Baloo1313. Also, follow Bones of My Digs on Instagram. There you'll see your buttons are going out. Hey, you can check out uh, dgpclothing.com on Instagram. Also... That's DGP Clothing, D-O-T-C-O-M, on the Instagrams. And uh, you can also check out DGPClothing.com and get your mouse pair gear or your custom-made shirts, hats, or whatever you want to get. Don't forget to support the podcast. Head over to Patreon.com slash Check out the infamous Michael the Mail Guy $3 special. Help us out. And uh, you can also check out the podcast on the YouTubes. Just search Mouse Power Podcast or hit the link over on the Facebook page. And, uh, hey, you can go check out that video of uh, Tim versus Kylo Ren. Yes, check that out. Play it over and over. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. He's a man baby. (laughs) Until next time, man babies, remember, it's okay to visit far, far away worlds, but you better not dress like you belong there. (laughs) So for Rodan... King Godira and Mothra, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. And I'm Diggs. Bye. Blip, blappity, bloop. Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. That's how we get it right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it? This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Anthony stays home while Diggs and I travel to Batu and live to tell the tale. <laughs> okay, I know I'm like dumb here, but like the Jungle Cruise raps, I'm still missing like what that actually is. Man, baby. Diggs and I have traveled to Batu and live to tell the tale while Anthony probably stayed home. Hey, we're just. We're just blah, blah. Start okay. that over. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony rants endlessly from his couch. It was a dirty... Googles. Bodies. What? Bodies. Yes, Bodies Googles. <laughs> Good one. Anthony rants endlessly because he had to stay home. And more on this galactic episode of the Mousepire Podcast. <laughs> He's a man, baby. <laughs>